Uh, Megan, hey. Maybe, you know, it's all about perspective. You know, our life revolves around how we see things. The lenses that we view people in or events through, we have to sometimes take pause, take the lenses off clean and make sure we're looking through them clearly. So maybe you should take into consideration is not so much as the fact that God doesn't exist. Megan, it's because maybe God just doesn't like you. Welcome to the All-American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. And welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. I am your host, John Burke, here with my heterosexual, bearded, 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 beautiful life partner, Jesus. It's Monday. It's Monday. That's about right, folks. Good Lord. Uh, how you doing today? Oh, my gosh. It's, yeah, it's Monday. It's a beautiful day, though. I'm not going to lie. This Texas weather, just like I said, it can't seem to make up its mind. Like, one day, it is just like, again, like, like I've said so many times before, like, in Texas, it goes from just, there's, like, hell hot to where we hit like some some semblance of fall and then the leaves just die. We have an immediate freeze and then we're back into summer again. That's, that's what it's like here in Texas. But today it's actually really nice. It's like what, like the 60s? Feels like it. It's not bad. Anyway, glad to have you all here. Hopefully you're doing good. Um, oh my God, so much news to get to today. Tim Scott, as we've already seen, has, and you know, this is, this was kind of, we saw this coming. Tim Scott has made his announcement to drop out of the race. Uh, quite honestly, I didn't think Christie was going to keep going. Still a lot of race left in this thing. But um, me, the top three, it's going to be Vivek, uh, Haley, and DeSantis going to be the top three left. I think Christie's not far behind, um, behind Tim. But Tim, you know, to be fair, he seemed like a really nice guy. He seemed like he connected with the mm-hmm. audience. Well, excuse me. He seemed like he really tried to connect to the audience 
I didn't get that feeling from him. He just, like I said, it felt like he was kind of not intentionally talking down to people, but I did like his explanation in regards to his stance on the economics fix that he wants that he wanted to implement and stuff like that. But I just didn't get this feeling of presidential material. And I know that is not something to base your vote off of, but clearly a lot of people felt that way. The only stance, like I said, that I was very surprised by him was his abortion stance because him being a um, devout Christian from the, from the things he'd said, I thought for sure that he'd like have more of a, uh, you know, six week or no ban at all, but he went like 15. I was like, Ooh, okay. That's, uh, that's interesting. But unfortunately he didn't seem to make it very far. Uh, and yeah, like he's, uh, we're getting to it later on the show, but he's basically announced his, um, suspending his campaign. He ran a good one. I mean, I can't, I have no complaints against the guy. He gave yeah. it, he gave it a hard try. So good for him anyway. But anyway, good morning to you folks. Welcome to you. If you're watching on Facebook, rumble kick, uh, we're streaming on, we're streaming on Twitter as well. And, uh, we greatly appreciate you being here. Now we're supposed to be featured on rumble today. We'll see if that happens. Um, are we streaming on there right now? Are we streaming on rumble? Yeah. I believe so. Oh, it says sending data. What the heck's going on? Hold on. I don't know what's happening. It just keeps, I don't know. It, it says, it says it's streaming and then it comes back and says still sending data. Okay. Now it says we're streaming. Here we go. We're streaming now, folks. Sorry about that. Oh my gosh. Appreciate that. And uh, no. So Austin Peterson has been getting featured over there, which, you know, I, I love Austin so much. If you've never listened to Austin Peterson, you really should. Austin has a very, very good take on a lot of things. I knew Austin, um, well, I, I heard of Austin primarily back in 2016 when he ran for president as uh, as far as the Libertarian Party went, and um, then he ran again for Congress in Missouri. But Austin is one of the people that introduced me to the likes of Milton Friedman and people like him when it came to economics that were rooted in actual libertarianism, which also was synonymous with actual freedom and liberty. And uh, like I said, if you've never went and watched the series that Milton Friedman does, it's on YouTube, and Nicole. It's called Freedom to Choose. And it's a very, very... Um, informative and eye-opening series. And he goes all the way back to like 1970s Hong Kong. And he gives very great descriptions as to the reasoning why it was such a beneficial uh, economy back then. He even goes in depth on regards to why the FDA should be abolished. Because I think to the common listener, when you hear someone come out and say things like, you know, the FDA should be abolished, that's something that we've had for a very long time. And it's kind of viewed in regards to like being a safety net for the people. But when Friedman sits down and has these discussions on why it should be abolished, and he brings up the uh, corporatism, the, uh, the the lots of just illegal dealings that are going on and favoritism fiscally, it, it, it opens your eyes to see like how something like COVID comes about and all these companies are making so much money. And it proves, once again, why the FDA is corrupt. It's another three-letter organization that needs to go. And the likes of that in the CDC, because we saw how the CDC was weaponized during COVID to such a massive extent that people originally took the CDC, um, and you know, in a weird way, I'm kind of thankful the CDC showed their hand because it really opened people's eyes to seeing, again, the corruption in these three-letter agencies. But anyway, Austin talked about that in the Milton Friedman series on Freedom to Choose, and I highly suggest you go, set, uh, go check that out. Um, but, but I will say this. Uh, Austin uh, has been getting featured on Rumble, which is, again, good for you. This dude is, he's amazing. He deserves all the credit. Uh, the wake up in the morning, wake up in the morning with Austin Peterson. But anyway, uh, he, he tweeted at something and uh, something in regards to the Rumble page and uh, the Rumble CEO responded. Or I, I tweeted back and was like, hey, man, um, I'm happy to hear that for you. We haven't gotten any help on Rumble. 
Uh, I'm just going to say it. You know, I don't hate Rumble, but I'm going to certainly sit here and call a spade a spade. And so the Rumble CEO retweeted me back, and I listed a series of um, improvements that we can make on this page or on the pay on the uh, the platform in and of itself. Because we've been doing this for we've been doing this podcast for about two years, but I've been doing streaming for me. I want to say like a total of six, seven years. So yeah. I've been on the likes of Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and what I don't want to see happen. And if the rebel people are watching me right now, you can always bet on the fact that I'm going to give you honest feedback, not the feedback you want to hear. I'm going to give you accurate and honest feedback because I believe that that's what we need to prevent something like rumble, which this is my biggest fear, from turning into a truth social echo chamber. And what I mean by that is I want to, or I know that sounds very just elitist of me, but my humble, my ever so humble suggestion, take it for what it may be, as I sit here and grovel before you, um, you've got to stop featuring the same big streamers over and over and over again, because then what it turns into is they become the platform. And if that's what you want, that's fine, but don't expect it to grow outside of those parameters. My biggest thing that I would, I would really do is try and woo over the Democrats, get Democrats on rumble. You need them on rumble. It's not, and people are going to say, Oh, John Burke favors Democrat. You need the diversity of opinion and the diversity of thought you need to take this on from the grassroots because, and here's the thing, even offer some of them contracts. You've got them. It, it, business is business. You've got the money. Offer them some contracts. You gave Crowder a contract. Get some big names over here. Um, get some big names over here and offer them some contracts and see what they say. I'm pretty sure they would, they would, they take you up on it. We'll see. But, um, I don't know. That's just my humble suggestion. I want to see rumble succeed. I just don't want to see it, um, go the way of true social. Because right now, I really don't feel like Truth Social is popular anymore. I mean, does anybody um, does anybody really use Truth Social that much anymore? Chat? No. There we go. Uh, never did. Seemed like an echo chamber from the start. Cedra Bond says. Um, uh, you know, I we all, I think, had high hopes for Rumble. I, I think we really did. Or not Rumble. Uh, Truth Social. I remember when Truth Social first came out. Um... You know, we were all excited for it. We, we were. We, we really wanted to see True Social uh, combat the likes of Instagram and Facebook from the sincere lack of um, just uh, censorship, banning people, especially during the election cycle. There was massive bans going down on many different counts, and people were just fed up with it. So when Trump came along and created True Social, um, we really expected a lot. And, you know, they delivered a little bit at first. But then it just kind of turned into this echo chamber to where, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it just, it really started to die. And here we are now. And um, I don't know. Do you think it hurt a little bit that it took so long for people to be able to get onto it? Yeah, because when they first opened up the gates to True Social, you like I've said this so many times, you get one shot. You get one shot at launching a social media platform. Now, the one thing that Trump did have is a lot of just the fan base were just really standing by. And I'm not even going to say Republicans in general. There was a lot of people on the left. Um, and I don't think a lot of them vocally said it. It was kind of like voting for Trump in 2016. A lot of people were tongue in cheek. It's like, who are you voting for? It's like, oh, you're not going to say it. But I think a lot of people were really had high expectations for True Social. But then when it, um, when it launched the, the three, four month wait list, People just got fed up. Yeah. And I was like, man, that was a massive blunder. Like, you should have been ready for that. And I understand that, you know, this is new, yada, yada, yada. But you've got to be able to have your servers uh, be ready to take on that kind of uh, bandwidth, in a sense. But uh, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. How we doing on Rumble? We doing good? We doing good? Hopefully, y'all are having fun today. It's a good Monday. 
Uh, looks like it should be doing good. Is the stream stable? Is the stream stable? I hope it is. I hope it is. But ah, you only get one shot. QM&M. My mighty Mike. What's up, dudes? Josh, you had the tough mutter four-day challenge this past week in Dallas. Y'all should have table out there. Didn't even know about it. Yeah, I didn't know about it either. Don't even know. Is Rumble still being weird? Uh, I, I think it's... Is it working? Yeah, it's working. Okay. Bitrate says it's good. But uh, anyway, this episode is brought to you today by ShellshockCBD.com. Folks, don't forget, we're doing the $1,000 giveaway of Shellshock CBD product. Um, you should definitely check it out. Here is the link. I'm going to post the link in the chat for you. You can go see for yourself. Uh, all you got to do is sign up. Sign up for the, uh, the email list. It's pretty simple. Look, folks, we don't sell your emails. We'll never do that. It stays with us. We greatly appreciate your love and support of this. It means the world to me. Hey, if you're watching, first-time follower, first-time listener, make sure you hit that like button and follow. We greatly appreciate that. And also, I talked to the uh, Rumble CEO. I notified him about the, uh, the notifications. Uh, and Rumble Chat, I'm asking you to be honest with this. Are y'all getting the notifications on time? Because I know almost every show, a lot of people say they don't. Or they'll get the email like 30, 40 minutes later, or they don't get the email at all. I would first make sure, ask you to make sure that you have your Rumble notifications turned on, as we always remind you. But number two, are you still getting the um, the notifications? Hopefully. Yeah, mine came in like seven minutes ago. Seven minutes ago? Good. Okay, yes, I'm getting them 10 to 15 minutes late. Um, haven't gotten a rumble notification email since the start. Ash Thread, make sure that your notifications are turned on just to be safe. Uh, no, almost over an hour when I get the notifications. No, I get it two hours later. Rumble notifications come in later than appear. <laughs> I'm going to leave that one alone. Okay, you see, this is the feedback. This is the feedback I was talking about because I wanted to make sure that people were actually have their notifications turned on because some people will be like, you know, uh, um, I didn't actually go in there and turn them on. It's like, oh, I never get them. It's like, well, you have to make sure you turn them on first. So, but anyway, got yours at 12. So it seems like it's hit or miss. Anyway, I gave them feedback on that for y'all. And then uh, they said there's going to be a more easily um, navigated user interface for the app, for the website. And then subscription model is going to be available on the app. They said it's coming. And then for me, one of the biggest things is the static stream key. And what people don't know is when you set up a new stream, it gives you a stream key and you have to go input that on your Streamlabs OBS and you have to do it every single show. But Rumble's the only one I have to do it for. Kick, I don't. Facebook, I don't. YouTube, I don't. They said that's coming soon. So we'll see on that one. Hopefully it does. But we appreciate all your love and support. Make sure you hit the like button. All right, folks, let's just get into it. Let's get into it right now. Tim Scott. I don't think he's actually announced who he's throwing his weight behind. So who are we thinking, chat? Number one, who do you think, Josh? Who do you think, you think he's gonna, well, do you even think he's going to make an endorsement? Um, I think he might throw his weight behind Trump. You think so? I was thinking Nikki, because those yeah. two seem to be a lot, a lot in line. Uh, you know, she's such a war hawk. She really is. <laughs> she and really is. I think most of the people up on that stage can, can see that. I yeah. know that Vic Ramaswamy has really gone after her he is, in yeah. particular really hard. Yeah. Because I watched the... Uh, Patrick Van David had him on his podcast as well, mm -hmm. and it was like an hour and a half long podcast. And uh, he, how long I, was the DeSantis one? It was about the same. It was about the same. Okay. Yeah, he, and DeSantis did a great job on it. Oh. I mean, very comfortable, easy to listen to. He right. Didn't, he didn't come across as uncomfortable or anything like that. Uh, and he made his uh, viewpoints, you know, yeah. very clear. And then Vivek. Uh, Vivek just like he was going after Nikki like he yeah. went from debate one to going after everybody. Yeah, because he debate said, two he pulled back. And debate three he really went after Nikki Haley. Because he was when he was talking to Bet David, he said that you know he doesn't think Ron DeSantis wanted 
to uh, get in the race. He, he said it's his opinion that mm -hmm. he thinks he was, you know, kind of forced into it. How would he be forced, though? That was Patrick. Uh, that's Pat David's opinion. No, that was uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. Oh. Yeah. You know, no, so, here's the thing with that, though. Anything Vivek says, Vivek has attacked literally everybody on that stage. Now, he's the weird thing is, like, he's not gone after DeSantis hard. He's he's thrown some subtle jabs at him here, but he has not gone. As, like heels. That, yeah, like but that's that it. Yeah, that's, stuff, yeah, I don't care about that. Stuff. But I'm talking about as far as, like, policy. He has gone after the likes of Nikki Haley. But Vivek, we know, will not attack Donald Trump. He is viewed as the Trump fan club. He's a Trump surrogate. But then again, so is Nikki Haley. She tweets out these things talking about how Trump uh, is, you know, in great position. He's doing these are recent tweets, too. But like I've said so many times, you can you, you can tell really where a person stands more so by who they don't attack. And they will not throw jabs. Now, a part of me is like, is it because they're going for VP slot or they don't want to alienate the MAGA voters that yeah. could potentially sway over to their side of the line? Yeah, I think you could do that. I mean, obviously, DeSantis comes across as a really nice guy. He's yeah. done great things in There Florida. is a little awkwardness to him. I will I, give you that. I that mean, is DeSantis. Right. But yeah. as far as Nikki Haley goes, he just said that she's the, the <laughs> Pay, one. Oh, God. She's yeah. the crook up on the stage. Yeah. So she went from her you know, position in the White House as an yeah. ambassador or whatever. And now she's like on Boeing's board yeah. and getting millions. Now she's a multimillionaire. You know what? Uh, I feel bad. Being like going through bankruptcy. <laughs> I feel bad that right now <laughs> we literally said like, who's Tim Scott going to endorse? And we can't even stay on him because he just wasn't that impressive. We're talking about Vivek no, and Nick. I, I hate it was that. I that he threw his hat into the ring there. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, there was just well, really no buzz around his name. You know, the other dude from Arkansas is still running. He's just not attending the debates, but he has not suspended his campaign yet from what I read. And it's like, and he's got like 13,000 followers on Twitter. And I'm just like, oh man. Cause again, he said a lot of things I agreed with. Like, I don't hate this guy. I mean, honestly, I don't that, hate any of them. Are you talking about the one from North, uh, or no, North yeah, Dakota? North Dakota. I'm sorry. Yeah. North Dakota. He just, uh, from his, he, I have not seen anything where he suspended his campaign, but he's not attending the debates. Uh, so I don't, I don't think know. He has enough. Uh, I don't think so either. He can't get the polling support, board. Yeah. yeah. Polling. I don't know. I don't know, folks. Oh, my gosh. Somebody said a glazed donut is more. Man, y'all are horrible, but I love oh, it. Yeah, uh, I love it. I think Tim Scott would be a great guy to have in your cabinet because, uh, you know, he helped with the tax reform and all that stuff. He said he helped write the code for that. Yeah, so, which I didn't know that. I, I, I didn't, didn't know either. that either. Yeah. But let's actually get to the news then. Um, here we go. Yeah, we were supposed to be featured today. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's because we had a a poor start. I don't know. I, I, the rumble CEO told me to DM him, um, prior to, and I did over, I did at 10 30 today. said, Hey, we're going live at, um, 10, 10 PM CST and, uh, nothing. I mean, come on, come on. You know, then, you know, Sheila was kind of like, um, you know, she's like, how do you feel about that? I was like, you know, I, I don't want it to be primarily about me, but I do want to see a shift to where it supports smaller streamers, smaller content creators, because like I said before, that's going to be the allure to these other platforms. When these smaller streamers see that they come over here and they can get shared on the, uh, you know, the uh, suggested pay. And Rumble said they are going to be doing more on the discoverability, which is a big thing right there. But I would say in the interim, until you get that locked down, let's change out some of these featured people. Let's get some new blood in there. Let's get some diversity of thought, some diversity of opinion. And it's not that I'm going to watch it. But like I said, if you bring the left over to, to unify on one platform, that's a lot of ad revenue. That's a lot of money coming in. It can improve the platform. And I will say this, as much as I disagree with some of the things that Rumble does, they don't censor. I have never been banned. Uh, I do respect that, you know, and people that have watched this show for any period of time know that when 
somebody does good, even if I don't care for them, and I'm not saying that about a rumble, but even if I don't care about them, uh, I will call out when they do good. So well done on that. But like I said, I would like to see more diversity of opinion. I'd say bring over big name leftist streamers, get them over here. I know Republicans are not going to like them, but you don't have to watch them. Uh, there's a lot of people on this on this uh, platform I don't like. I don't watch them. You mean like the uh, young young Turks? Oh man, you know, scenic or uh, Chink Yuga, he got just roasted. He was doing a debate. I forget who it was. I saw that. And Pierce Morgan was moderating. He was just sitting there. Pierce looked like he's just staring at a honey glazed ham. He's like, oh, he's not doing anything. But meanwhile, this dude is just roasting sync like horribly. And he basically, he talked, he gives all these listings as to why Palestine faltered on certain deals throughout the 20th century. And he just names date after date after date. And Sink's just sitting there taking it on the chin because you can't say anything. You see his, like, the cogs in his head spinning. He's like, I want to respond, but I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. And then finally, the dude ends it with, you're just a Jew hater. And Sink comes unglued. Yeah. He comes, bigot, bigot. And it's like, dude, shut up. Dude, stop. Like, really? That's your fallback? Like, that, well, response. Good, good response. Like, bigot, bigot. That was With like the ar- That was like the archetype epitome of leftist responses when you get called out for the facts that you don't know on a topic you know nothing about. Nothing about. And he just melted. And Pierce Morgan just let it happen. I'm like, good for you. Good for you. He didn't debate. He didn't moderate that. That that yeah. segment went viral. I posted on my Twitter at John Burke 39. You can go check it out. Oh, my God. Somebody in the Rebel chat said his head is still mounted on Ben Shapiro's wall. Whew. Sink is not, he's not a smart dude. He's not a smart. He's very emotional. I mean, just like him and Hassan Piker. But that's the thing, though. Get Hassan over here. I know Twitch. He's big on Twitch. But eventually, those leftist streamers, they are going to get censored on Twitch. There's there's so much stuff. You, only so much stuff you can say. And they're going to finally pull the plug on you. Which way do you think they lean as far as the Hamas Israel? Oh, dude, yeah, I mean, think they're come on. What's Hassan's name? Let's let's be honest. They're I, loyal I, to a T. I, I, they're I loyal mean, to a T. Because he, he talks about all the uh, Islam stuff like that. You know, he, especially when he attacked Dan Crenshaw, and you know, it just talked about how he rooted for the Taliban. You know, this dude's loyalties. You, and I will say that I'm honestly shocked at the amount of blatant anti-Semitism that I have seen in America through violent protests. I read an article where a woman takes a hammer to a, a Jewish store and breaks out the, I, I'm like, what is going on? And I said it so many times, there is an anti-Semite problem in this country, a massive one. And now it's showcased around, I can only imagine how the Jews feel. It's like, bro, you know, uh, I saw a, a picture of two ladies in a, um, a grocery store, and they had AR-15 strapped to the backs. And everybody's like, oh, this is awesome. And I'm like, that's great, but don't ever give up your guns again. Don't ever give up your guns again to the Israeli government. The Israeli government was wrong on that. The fact that Hamas was able to come in there and walk through and massacre so many with zero resistance showcases why Americans must be fundamentally rooted in a good, solid platform on the Second Amendment, folks. Now, of course, it might not be the likes of Hamas doing something to that effect, but it certainly doesn't mean our own government wouldn't. We've seen this time and time again. That's what they do. They're, they're notorious for this. Don't ever give up your Second Amendment right. Don't ever concede any ground to the left on that. They will never give it back. But, and you know, so we'll say. Uh, Gamer Chef guy said, I just now got the Rumble notification. Um, I, don't, I don't watch Twitch anymore. People are talking about Twitch. Um, 
Uh, Twitch has lost a bunch of top game streamers with other platforms. Hassan's big on Twitch, so it'd be wise him to keep. Yeah, but I'm, like I said, there's only a matter of time before they're going to ban him because that guy goes off the rails so many times. But this is according to Twitch's terms of services. Like, there is no criticizing the trans agenda over there. You have to be, you know, goose-stepping with the rest of the Rainbow Warrior Mafia over there because if you don't, you're gone. No criticisms. And I, they banned me for, uh, I don't know if it was the trans criticisms or the COVID criticisms, but it was all in one day. I lost my, my TikTok, my Twitch, uh, I forget what else. It was like three platforms in one day. It's like, that's got to be a record. Like, that has to be some kind of record. That's like Alex Jones level. And these weren't small platforms either. So, I mean, I had like almost a million on Facebook and then like 304,000 on Instagram. We had 310,000 on YouTube. Gone gone just just for criticizing COVID. it wasn't saying that hey we're scientists we know but it was just simply saying we should have debates we should have conversations this is needed for the sake of science for convincing people like if fauci was so adamant about him being right regarding COVID, you should be able to take your ideas that are backed in science i say that with you know air quotations you should be able to take that science into the court of public opinion and defend it because you've got the facts he wouldn't Instead, you get the Dr. Malone's, you get these other people that when they present their side of the science and his actual science, they're censored. They were removed from social media entirely. So going back to the true social thing, I don't think Trump was counting on Elon buying Twitter. Elon buys Twitter and absolutely pushes true social into irrelevancy. Do you think that's why Elon bought it? No, I, I don't think. Um, I mean, Elon said on the Joe Rogan, I, I saw a clip of it on Twitter. He talked about that. I bought it because I saw the, and I'm paraphrasing, the decay that Twitter was creating to our society because of the leftist agenda. Now, I'm, again, I'm paraphrasing, but he said there's a lot of things on there. And then, of course, Instagram and Facebook, same company, launches Threads, which is a knockoff version of Twitter. And I was just thinking about this today. Is like, do you do you see a lot of Democrats on Twitter anymore? I know by I'm, I'm not talking about the main uh, ones. I, I just get the same ones that recommended for you. Yeah, it's like similar. It's nobody that I follow, or it's it's all the opposing views and shit. Really? Still, yeah. you still get like opposing views as recommended? Yeah, it's like okay. when it says for you. It's yeah, like not me. I Mike get Singleton, to... Joe Biden, Republicans against Trump. You know, I saw that. And look, look, and for those that are tuning in for the first time, welcome to the show. This is Josh, my partner. I'm John. Uh, Josh is a Trump supporter. I'm a DeSantis supporter, but we are both constitutionalists at heart. Um, but I find that funny, though, because all on my timeline, it's nothing but DeSantis things, some Biden, because I do follow Biden. But the Republicans against Trump, you know, they're they're against Trump, but I don't agree with them because these guys are like Democrat light. Yeah, they're they're Democrats. Yeah, it's like they're like, like akin to the uh, Lincoln Project. Yeah, it's like it's the like same uh, thing. It's you're like, not really okay. Republicans. You, you're, yeah, you can be, you you're can be against Trump. That's fine. It's like, but you're not Republicans. Like, don't don't try and tell that lie to pass yeah. it up. It's like, like we're gonna accept you. As soon as like, no. you start promoting Liz Cheney, oh my God! Or I've oh, heard enough. Kitzinger said he might be doing a presidential bid in twenty eight. Oh, he he's going to run as a Democrat if he's he does. Way waste money. Oh my God! Like nobody, even Democrats don't like Kit Singer. It's like, bro, you're a nerd. You're a you're a sincere nerd. Yeah, I think at that, that point he's just trying to raise money to live off of. Think so? Probably. I mean, he had a why else would you do it? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh wait, they said Republicans against Trump are the Lincoln. Bro, I didn't know that. <clears throat> I don't know that. Interesting. How many first timers we got in the chat today, folks? We got 761 people watching today. Hit that thumbs up. Make sure you hit that follow. We greatly appreciate that. Like I said, Josh and I've been doing this for two years. We love, we enjoy this. We uh, enjoy great debate. We take things, uh, you know, we take things uh, as they come. 
you know, both of us have differing opinions, but we also welcome cordial debate. It's also a good thing. All right, let's get into the news today, folks. Boom, coming at you. First one right off the bat. Um, you, you, got, you got to love the hypocrisy of Democrats now defending themselves uh, against the results of their own policies, their own failed policies. Right off the bat, um, shots fired after three people tried to break into Secret Service SUV in crime-ridden D.C. <laughs> shots were fired late Sunday night after three individuals tried to break into a Secret Service SUV being used by agents protecting President Biden's granddaughter, Naomi. Uh, the Associated Press reported that the incident occurred in Georgetown when the agents saw the three people breaking into a window of the parked and unoccupied SUV. One of the agents opened fire, causing the three individuals to flee in a red vehicle. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Wait a second. Wait, wait. Uh, so Georgetown is actually not cheap. Have you been to Georgetown? Yeah. It's expensive. Very it's beautiful, close. though. Well, yeah. I, it's been years. I don't know. Democrat policy has probably turned into another Los Angeles. Who knows? But still... Um, dudes breaking into an SUV that's unoccupied and they open fire. Is that warranted? Yeah, it sounds, uh, that sounds a little like overkill. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I feel like if it's your property, you do what you want, but secret service. I don't know. It was for who, who is it for? Uh, it was his, his Biden's Biden's granddaughter. Uh, but she wasn't in it. It was unoccupied at the time, as, as from what the article's uh, right, written here. But I, I don't know. I mean, it is your property. I get that. Like, you have the right to defend you or yourself and your property. But, like, this is a secret service. But I don't know. Oh, yeah, Mr. Car Crazy does make a good point. The vehicle could have had weapons in it. I, you know, I don't know. Well, yeah, possibly, because SUVs, yeah, fair enough. Good point. Good point. But I still love the fact that this is in Georgetown, and it's getting broken into. You're like, wow, way to go. Mm -hmm. One of the agents opened fire. Um, hold on. Fox News noted the Secret Service released a statement on the incident indicating there was no threat to any protectees and the incident is being investigated by the D.C. Metropolitan Police Department and the Secret Service. The AP observed police have reported more than 750 carjackings this year and more than 6,000 reports of stolen vehicles in the districts. Violent crime is up over 40% compared to where it was last year. Can we just give Joe Biden a round of applause? Well done, sir. Well done. Make sure you hit the right button this time. Hey, we got it. <laughs> we got it. We got the right one this time. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But this is just, again, this is a symptom of an administration that is so horrible on They are weak on crime. I mean, I mean, to be fair, though, Trump was too. Hashtag law and order during the BLM riots. What happened with that? Nothing. Nada. I just, I feel like, why has this country gone so weak on criminals? This seems strange. Like, they open fire. Well, from the guy, Mr. Car Crazy in Rumble Chat made a point. They probably have weapons in there because Secret Service is going to roll normally with a sidearm. But then in the, in the car, they probably have M4s. They probably got MP5s. You just don't know. They're going to have to have an arsenal in there protecting his granddaughter. Potentially. Potentially. I'm, I'm making the assumption. Maybe some hand grenades, a bazooka or two. Is a bazooka illegal? Uh, what do you think the odds of them finding them are? Well, I mean, if we look at how good the FBI was at tracking down the January 6 people, but for some reason still couldn't find that mysterious pipe bomber, uh, you know, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure if it's in Georgetown, there's there's cameras everywhere. If the, the vehicle was marked, they're going to find them. They couldn't track down the person who brought the cocaine into the White House. Yeah, either, yeah. So. Unless the hijackers were black, then they'll get away with it. Because if you don't, well, then that's just not equal opportunity and you're a racist. This is leftist, leftist. 
logic here, folks. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't have to. It's leftist logic. That's all there is to it. Uh, yeah, drawing your mom said, dude, everybody's on the same sheet. It's like, who who brought the cocaine into the White House? <laughs> yeah. You've got a resident crackhead. I mean, Mike Lindell wasn't there. I mean, it was probably, let's just be honest. Uh, I think it's ridiculous. I don't know. But, um, okay, here we go. Oh, by the way, let's just push pause. Hey, happy Veterans Day to people out there. Hopefully you had a wonderful Veterans Day. And I do want to take a pause and tell my brothers and sisters out there, God bless you. I hope you had a wonderful day. Hopefully it wasn't depressing for you. Um, go get yourself some, you go ahead and sell some free Applebee's. Maybe I don't know what, what the restaurants are doing these days as far as like you get a free meal. But the one thing I've always seen in the veteran space is that normally when they do these free meals at places like Applebee's, Chili's and stuff like that, it's that normally you leave a tip that is equating to the meal for the staff. Because the staff on Veterans Day, they work super hard. Every single restaurant, um, and I don't go to restaurants on Veterans Day anymore. I stopped doing that like four or five years ago. Good luck. Like after the army, I'm never standing in live again unless it's to piss on Joe Biden's grave. That's the only opportunity I'm going to do it. But I <laughs> I saw that um, so many of my friends were posting talking about they leave them like a $50 tip. And I know that those staffers, those waitresses and waiters, they go through so much on that one day. And they are, and I'm, I'm going to be honest, veterans aren't always the nicest people. We are some disgruntled, uh, just angry people sometimes because, you know, when you get crapped on so much, it's like, you know, you tend to have a very negative outlook on, on the world and on life, especially the condition the country's in right now. But these waiters and waitresses, they do it with a smile on their face. They're out there just grinding. God bless them. But I see a lot of veterans out there leaving a tip that equates to the cost of the meal plus some. And I know they appreciate it. And I think that's awesome because that's the precedence it sets for like wait staff to say like, I actually can't wait for Veterans Day because those guys like they tip us so good. We make a lot of money. It helps me do whatever I need to do. That That's a good thing. If you really think about it, if you really think about it now, again, some people can't afford to do that. I totally understand that. And if you can't, fair enough, go get yourself a free meal. I get it. I get it. I'm not knocking if you don't, but I think that's really cool. It's really nice to see that kind of stuff happen. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, president Biden uses veterans day to run a political ad bashing Trump. President Joe Biden presidential campaign used veterans day on Saturday to run a political ad bashing his main 2024 competitor and predecessor, former president Donald Trump. If you don't respect our troops, you can't lead them. Biden's personal ex account posted along with the ad. Um, the ad is based on an anonymously sourced Atlantic article that claimed Trump had disparaged fallen World War II soldiers while visiting cemeteries overseas. Okay, hold on. Like, I don't like Trump, but unless you can give me the actual quote outside of a sources say, bro, I could sit there and say sources say Josh touched my pee pee. It doesn't make it true. Now, again, if you want to attack somebody, attack them for what they give you. And trust me, Trump's given you plenty to attack them for. But to sit there and say like, you know, Trump talks about, you know, disparage the fall of World War II. Let's let's watch the ad real quick, folks. God help us. You know, the fact that we have to even sit here and uh, hold on. I don't want to do this, but we should do this for the sake so people can actually see what's going on here. Stand by. One second. Do I even really want to watch this? Should we watch this? I don't know. Do you all want to watch the ad, folks? Ah, screw it. Let's watch the ad. <laughs> we're gonna watch the ad i just don't like sitting through democrat propaganda because it's so bad they're not even good at this but all right let's get into it folks here we go why should i go to the cemetery it's filled with losers donald j trump uh where did he say that 
<laughs> Come on, where do you say that? Suckers. Donald Trump on fallen Marines. The, okay, can anybody in the chat prove where he actually said this? Or is this a friend of a friend of a friend that said this? I'm very curious. Again, I don't like Trump. But if you're going to attack someone, attack them on a good faith stance, a good faith argument. This ain't it. That guy is smart. Why did he join the military? Donald Trump. Uh, okay, so let's not act like a lot of us don't say that. <laughs> it's like, bro, you got a career. Don't join the army, man. Like, don't, don't join that. I'm a veteran, by the way, so I can say that. It's like having a black friend. You can say racist jokes. Same thing applies. <laughs> if I don't offend you, if you're new to the show and you're like you're just tuning in and I don't offend you, bro, take take a seat. I'll get to you eventually. Uh, make sure you hit that like button and the follow. We really appreciate it. Here we go. I don't get what is in it for them. Donald J. Trump on the father of a fallen soldier. We're not going to support that loser's funeral. Donald J. Trump on Senator McCain. Yeah, he, he was no fan of McCain. He's not a war hero. He's a war hero because he was captured. I like people that weren't captured, okay? I hate to tell you. Yeah, I, he did say that one. I did disagree with him on that one. Uh, that is a massive slap in the face of prisoners of war. Big no-go. And I think Trump doesn't think sometimes before he lobs an insult. I think his intention is to aim it directly at McCain. But, dude, that involves like a sniper rifle, not a shotgun, because you just peppered every single POW out there. Poorly said. Biden's right on this one. Running it on Veterans Day? Come on, dude. That's that's not classy. That's not classy. Let's finish the ad. If you don't respect our troops, you can't lead them. I also like to point out the fact that Joe Biden didn't narrate narrate any of this because that guy can't even get out two words without a uh. Is the same guy that got 12 uh, people killed in Afghanistan. 13. 13. 13 people killed in Afghanistan yeah. withdrawal. Now, I don't like Biden, but to be fair, that is a botched uh, withdrawal program or pro withdrawal um, from his, his leadership. That's his leadership. Yeah. So, and that's, that's that is fault. that. I know, yeah, you're right. It is Biden's fault on that one. But. It's just one of these things, like, the thing that aggravates me is the people that are actually at fault that made the actual decision say, do it now, uh, we don't know their names. We don't know their names, and I feel like we should, Biden included. But I feel like that withdrawal was done so horrifically, and then the fact that we left behind so many of our allies, um, man, we had interpreters that risked it all for us over there. I mean, they would... They knew that when America pulls out, they were promised a return ticket or a one-way ticket to America for them and their families because they knew that once the U.S. forces withdraw, they're dead. Yeah. Like the Taliban will come in there, they will sweep through, and they will slaughter you. And what did they do? We withdrew under the Biden administration, and they went through, and oh my God, the stories, I, I could tell you, hanging families from light posts, decapitations, raping. Yeah, this is what they do. This is exactly what they do. And that's why I say, like, the Middle East is a conundrum. We should not be getting involved in it. These people have never been conquered. They'll never be conquered. Alexander the Great couldn't do it. The Russians couldn't do it. To sit there and think that America ever could under false pretenses, might I add, because George Bush has a lot of blood on his hands for the whole weapons of mass destruction and stuff like that. You know, we, we wake up years later thinking, like, what the hell? We spent seven, eight trillion dollars, lost over 8,000 good American men, women's lives for what? And then... Um, yeah, I don't want to go down that road. I don't go down that road, but you know where I'm going on that one. But, got to be fair, Donald Trump did the same thing on Veterans Day. He he tweeted about on True Social, he didn't even tweet about veterans. He just said, I'm going to promise veterans that we will fight the left. We would take on the... It's like, dude, both of you idiots. This is about veterans. Put the politics aside and be about veterans. 
But that just goes to so show you how politically charged everything is that you can't even set aside a day that is dedicated to those that have defended our country. Whether you like the state of affairs of the government or not, that is not a reflection of the country in its entirety. I love America. I think America is the greatest country. I think right now we're an embarrassment on the international stage with the leadership that we've got. I think it's just ridiculous. The fact that we have, it's the emperor has no clothes 2.0. Joe Biden has no brain. This guy is so out of it. We don't know who's running the scenes. People think it's Obama from his basement. But even Obama didn't make this bad of calls. I don't know who it is right now. And I've been saying this over and over and over again, that it's not going to be Biden in 2024 against Trump or DeSantis. It's not. It's going to be Newsom. Uh, By the way, uh, Newsom debates um, DeSantis November 30th. I will be streaming it here on Rumble. I'm looking forward to this debate. It's going to be the first one where the right takes on the left and something to this uh, effect. I like it. I think we need more of this. Um, I'm excited to stream it. I'm excited to watch it. Like I said before, though, I'm a little concerned. Newsom is very loose. He's fluid. He's a good talker. Uh, Whereas DeSantis, not so much, but he's not like truly awkward. And like people have suggested like DeSantis needs to get an acting coach. Don't do it. Don't do it. Let DeSantis be who he is. Accept him for that. Because when you try and alter their natural state, it just comes off as even more awkward. Don't do it. But DeSantis has one thing that Newsom doesn't, and that's facts. That's the COVID response. That's the economy of Florida versus California. Um, The homelessness crisis, the crime crisis, things like that. And I think he has every factoid in his portfolio to destroy Newsom. Now, the biggest question is, what is this going to do for DeSantis polling in regards to going against Trump? Trump, by everybody out there saying that Trump's ahead in the polls, therefore he's not going to debate. I do have to counter the fact that Trump was getting slaughtered in the polls against Hillary, and he still kept going. He didn't give up. So polling is polling. You can, you can consider it to be fact if you want. I personally don't. I think that the polls are clearly manipulated to showcase, you know, advantages, disadvantages. And Trump's even called them fake polls so many different times out there when they didn't favor him. So it's like, okay, what are we doing here? You good? Uh, I was reading the uh, Trump social. Uh, Did you find it? Yeah. Can you read it? It says, in honor of our great veterans on Veterans Day, we pledge to, to you that we will root out the communist, Marxist, fascist, and radical left thugs that live like vermin <laughs> within the confines, confines of our uh, country, lie, mm-hmm. steal, and cheat on elections, and will do anything possible, whether legally or illegally, to destroy America and the American dream. That's a long one. The... Let's see. The threat from outside forces is far less sinister, dangerous, and grave than the threat from within. Despite the hatred and anger of the radical left lunatics who want to destroy our country, we will make America great again. I mean, you met her, You mentioned veterans one time. Great. I mean, bro, this is about veterans, not about what you want to do for the country. Awesome. You have know, 364 other days uh, yeah, to talk about that. And you're on veterans. Like, yeah, come on, dude. It's interjecting like, yourself into a veteran space. Like, come on. How narcissistic is that? Just stop. He did put up a banner that said, happy veteran, we'll never start. Uh, Our veterans will never stop fighting for America. We cherish uh, the full measure of your sacrifice. That's good. Your family's dedication and support of your service may not be fully understood and appreciated, Mm. but it will never be forgotten. I saw this one dude. I mean, you got to admit, like during his presidency, he's always been. He did good. He did good for veterans. Yes. He he repealed the Federal Protections Act that basically protected cancerous um, VA employees. Uh, no, I will not. I won't describe I, him on that one. He did good there. It just seems like he's really leaning in hard to the 2020 election fraud again because you have oh, some yeah. that new stuff coming out of Georgia with all the ballots. Stuffing, and, yeah. Well, yeah. Trump also said that he tweeted out, he talked about that, uh, or he, true social, we even call it. He said that over the next months, he's going to release more documentation proving the elections were rigged. It's like, look, man, 
if you've got the proof, release it now. Why, why are you dragging it out? And I will tell yeah, you why. Right. And this is my thought process. Because the primaries. He's going to keep stringing them along, drop little breadcrumbs here and there. Yeah. It's like, bro, this is just nothing but a PR ploy. Because I will tell you this right now. At the end of this, when you come to the people and you have nothing that actually proves it, people are going to get sick of it. It's like, bro, you've cried wolf so many times. And I, th- I feel like, you know, some call it Trump derangement syndrome. I call it Trump fatigue syndrome. People are getting tired of the drama. They're like, we just want a president that's going to lead us. It's going to, number one, unite the GOP. And I said it on last show, um, like right now, the anti-Semitism that has blown the left wide open in regards to their representatives, we should be taking full advantage of. We should be running ad after ad after ad. Every single GOP member should be attacking the left saying, you know, we get we get put on the defense so much. We have no offense, none. And it, it irks me off to no degree. It's like, look, you've been given or they've exposed their armor to you. They've exposed the weakness in their armor and we are doing nothing except infighting right now. This is like the greatest thing that we could be exploiting. Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, AOC, Corey Bush, every single one of these jihad squad uh, Hamas supporters. Why are we not even even Fetterman, vegetable Fetterman is on the side of Israel. So you clearly got a massive split in the DNC. And what are we doing? We're fighting. We're fighting about what? Boots. We're fighting about boots. Really? Are we serious with this? We want to win elections. Stop with this. But here we are. Did you see the commercial that was uh, playing this weekend about the Jewish populations, like two percent of America? Mm-mm. Uh, it was who was uh, who sponsored it? I'm, I'm not sure who sponsored. It, to be honest with you, but it was like uh, put a little blue square in your profiles or whatever. Oh God, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not like, doing that. Yeah, somebody spent money on us. What happened to the sound of freedom? We're 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 killing all the pedophiles and rescuing all the kids, and that blew over in a matter of like four weeks, and everybody made their money off that movie. It's like, well, moving on to the next thing to be outraged. Israel, let's put it on a T-shirt. Change profile pic. Put it on a T-shirt. Donate to a random cause. You don't know where the hell that money's going. I mean, it just the grift just keeps on grifting. Should write a book, the grift that keeps on grifting. I don't know. I didn't know they were only two percent of the population. I think it's probably more. It seems like I it, think it's it? probably more. Yeah, but I tell you what, though, the anti-Semitism has made itself like painfully aware and obvious all over. Not just America, much less the world, much less the world. Because now uh, there are people in the, uh, you know at these pro-Palestine protests, literally calling for the genocide against all Jews, not Israel, the ones that are invading Palestine apparently, but all Jews. It's like man. That, that shifted quick, didn't it? It went from like, oh, we should defend Palestine to murder the Jews. Like, whoa. It's kind of like, I'm not racist, but I hate the blacks. It's like, well, you kind of are racist then. It's like, you kind of are anti-Semitic. And then I see Spike Cohen over there tweeting about that anti-Semitism doesn't necessarily equate to the hatred of Jews because Jews are also Semites. Like, Spike, dude, is this hell you want to die on? Like, I get that you don't want to get involved in this. Fair enough. But you're arguing split hairs at this point. Everybody knows anti-Semitism is hatred towards the Jews. It's literally the definition of it. I was like, yes, you can be technical on this, but I don't see Jews out there protesting in mass, calling for the deaths of all Palestinians. We see it from Hamas. We see it from the Jihad Squad. We see it from prominent Muslim figures throughout the world. You're telling me this is not anti-Semitism. Like, are you serious? And this is why another reason why the LP is never taken seriously because of stances like that. I just cannot respect it. I cannot, I cannot respect it, but I don't know. But I will say though, that now I think more than ever, Jewish people are going to start really advocating for the Second Amendment, as they should, as they should. And I have never seen it this bad before in my entire life, but it definitely makes you wake up and realize that, dude, there is so much, there is so much that, like, is below the surface, just boiling and waiting to explode. I wonder what else is next, but... 
Let's get on to the main topic right here. Tim Scott, South Carolina representative, uh, yeah, South Carolina Tim Scott announced his suspending of his 2024 presidential campaign and appearance on Fox News Sunday night in America with Trey Gowdy. Uh, he says, I think voters who are the most remarkable people on the planet have been really clear that they're telling me not now, Tim Scott said. I don't know if that's a, uh, a not now or more of a no, not never. <laughs> I mean, uh, he was not doing well. His debates were lackluster at best. Honestly, I, you know, I was streaming the debates the other night, and every time he came on, I like the first two times he responded, I tried to stay quiet to hear him out, but it just got so boring. Very boring. Very status quo. Very static. I just, I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't listen to him. It says. Um, in addition to ending his campaign, the senator emphasized he has no plans to endorse another candidate in the race for the pre-Republican nomination. That means he's not endorsing Trump. That that because you know Nikki Haley is going to endorse Trump, Vivek's going to endorse Trump, Christie I think is going to go to DeSantis, um, but not endorsing somebody when you're pushing your talking points it means that you probably want to endorse DeSantis, but you don't want to alienate the MAGA base. So that's why you say, I'm not endorsing anybody. It's like, okay, then we, we know what that means. Like, you don't want to endorse Trump. Do you Trump. think it makes that big of a difference anyway? As far as an endorsement? Yeah. With his audience, no, probably not. Because his audience was primarily composed of like a 1% to 2%. I'd probably say rooted in MAGA voters. Uh, well, you know, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe Same not. Style. Yeah. Maybe he was kind of more old guard. More, uh, I don't know. I feel like him and um, uh, Chris Rumble with a $100 donation. Video is going to the top of Rumble's prom. Well, I stand corrected, sir. Thank you. You don't have to give me 100 bucks, though. I mean, that's kind of... Now I'm, now I'm going to be accused of being a, a paid Rumble shill, dude. Damn it. I don't know. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you making good on the promise. Hey, uh, I did poll the audience. I did talk to the people out there. They said the, the notifications are still coming out late. I asked them to make sure they check their notifications and ensure they were turned on. A lot of people said they did. Um, just to give you some feedback there, I appreciate you. Number one, Chris, thanks for listening to our complaints. Um, I do appreciate that you as a CEO are going to take time and actually listen to what a lot of the streamers have to say, especially the viewers. Um, thank you for doing that. Uh, and like I said, I just don't want to see Rumble turn into a true social echo chamber. I do like the idea, and I'd love to have you on the show sometime and actually interview you as far as where you see Rumble going. I would love to do that with you. But um, I just don't want to see Rumble go the route of, of true socials where it becomes an echo chamber. We don't have diversity of thought, diversity of opinion. I respect the hell out of the fact that you don't censor people, you don't ban them. And that's why I feel like it's very appealing to leftist streamers, like I said before, come over. Come over. Like, I would love to see, honestly, Chris, I would love to see a political debate channel. How awesome would that be? Just like mainstream named, I want Destiny versus Kirk. I want, I mean, I'll get in this bad boy. I mean, let's just Rochambeau. <laughs> let's do it. But I would love to see that because ultimately take what wasn't allowed on the likes of Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. There was no debates. Do it on Rumble. Forget the slap fighting. Let's get COVID debates. Let's get our scientists out there just battling it out and letting people see the diversity of opinion and thought. It's such a good thing. It's such a good thing. And I just, like I said, that's why I've been on Rumble for two years. Um, you know, it was actually Josh's idea. We were still big on Twitch, but Josh is like, you might want to get a channel on Rumble. I did not adhere to him. I did not take that, that advice. I should have, um, but here we are now growing it back out on Rumble. You know, we've had, a we've had a lot of bannings. Again, we had almost a million followers on Facebook. We've had like over half, almost half a million on Instagram banned just for discussing COVID, yeah. not even saying the jab is going to kill you. It's just like, we were saying, okay, look, we're, we're seeing some tendencies here. 
but then you get banned. So I do respect the fact that Rumble doesn't ban people. I love the fact that you back Austin Peterson. That guy needs way more recognition. The ideas that Austin has are just incredible. I love his ideas of liberty, about freedom. Uh, I just, I, I double down on that. Austin deserves a much bigger platform because this man, number one, he's a master. I'm going to say this slowly. He's a master debater. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to. Very gonna, handsome. Very handsy. I'm a handsome master debater. <laughs> he's a good dude, man. He really is. And he, he can also very well articulate his points if he would just stop referencing the forefathers with every quote. He's like, bro, you sound like an elite snob sometimes. <laughs> but he has some really good debates on Twitter. I'd love to see that come over to Rumble. Because if, if we look at what the premise of Rumble is right now, let's, let's, not even, let's not even kid ourselves. It's all politics for the most part. You do got some great gaming stuff out there. But if we're hammering on politics, bro, let's get the politics in the freaking, like, yeah, let's get this on here fully. Like, let's bring the leftover because we need that ad spend. We need that money. Again, like I said, we need the, the, the differing of opinions because, like I said, if it turns into a true social, it's dead. True social's done. Nobody's using that except the Trump echo chambers, and that's not what we want. And then, like I said, and I don't know, maybe maybe there's something we worked out with Twitter. I, I'm thinking outside my, my pay grade on that one. But anyway, anyway, appreciate you, Chris. Thank you for doing that for us, folks. Make sure you hit that follow, like button. Turn on your notifications if you can, if you don't mind. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, we are we are featured live, right? Awesome. Okay, so now we're doing like a three-hour show. No, I'm just kidding. All right, let's get back in the news, folks. Here we go. Um, Tim Scott said, the best way for me to be helpful is not to weigh in, he said. Uh, Scott also gave a thumbs down to the idea that he'd serve as a nominee's running mate on the Republican Party's 20. But they all say that. Don't they all normally say that? They all say, like, yeah, I don't want VP. But then they get, you know, the idea. I mean, you think Vivek said he doesn't want it. You think if Vivek was tapped by Trump, he wouldn't take it? Uh, he definitely would. He definitely would. You can sit there and say, and of course you're going to say that because if you do say that I would take a VP slot, it means that you've already accepted defeat versus like for me, it's like it's die or nothing. It, it's all or nothing. Well, once you lose, it's like, okay, well, you know what? Maybe second place ain't so bad. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But we'll see. Anyway, how many of you on Rumble watch the debates? And be honest, press one if you watch the debates. Press two if you didn't. Just be honest, okay? Because the thing that worries me is that a lot of people don't engage in the debates, and I think they should. You, sh you should have a care for where this country is going. A lot of ones, some twos, some twos. A lot of ones. We'll see. Hmm. Weird. Weird. Okay, a lot of ones. Cool. Three, I was watching porn. <laughs> I was watching porn instead. Fair enough, man. Uh, LJ said on your channel, well, thank you for that. I appreciate that too, but I watched yours. Well, thank you. Thank you for watching the debates over here. I, I think it's important that the people do watch these debates. I wish Trump would debate. I want to see him up there. I want to see him up there. All right, moving on from Tim Scott. Uh, you know, I agree. I think he should get up there. Well, you think he should now? Uh, I mean, I would like to see it. I like Trump debates. For all the new viewers, like I said, I just want to clarify. I'm DeSantis. Josh is Trump. I feel like that should be like a an odd couple TV show. Like, a couple zany <laughs> couples. We are too wild and crazy. Guys. I don't know. Whatever. But no, Tim Scott I mean, drops out. Yeah. He ran a good campaign. Props to him. I mean, you can't fault the dude. It I don't takes have a lot of balls to get up there and do that. It does, get you know, the entire world and and good for him and his girlfriend. Way to go! She's a beautiful woman, very beautiful woman. And people were dogging him. It's like people said that's called a beard. It's like, do you think he's gay? It's like I don't think he's gay. Even if he does, I don't care. Yeah, what does it matter? Like, well, uh, that that brings up a point though. Do you think homosexuality is still a big deal in the GOP? Because no, I don't. I don't think it. I is. mean, look at Charlie Kirk. Ah! I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, being a Gen X, I don't think the Gen Xers are like care. 
that much about. Yeah, I don't think. I think it's the boomers you know? that it was kind yeah. of their big deal. And right. then the more we've progressed as we've gotten older, it's kind of like, you know, dude, love who you want to love. Just, yeah. you know, is for me, it's like live your life however you want to live it. Live it to the best of your ability. Love your life, but just don't infringe on anybody else's rights while you live your life. Yeah, I don't. It I think that's fair. As long as it doesn't affect me and what I'm doing and how I want to live. But you my see, life, that's a I slippery slope, though, because it might not affect you. Look at the trans agenda. At first, I was on. I was with you. I was just kind of like, you know, live and let live. You want to chop your your doodad off? You want to turn your innie into an Audi or an Audi into an innie? Be my guest. But look where it evolved or de-evolved into is they went after kids. So it feels like at some point, though. Well, that's different. There has to be a line in the sand. When it starts to involve children, like 18 yeah. and above, even 18, I think it's Well, that's like, what I'm saying. Uh, it didn't start out going after children. It started out with adults, and then it just bled into children. And the next thing you know, you see pedophilia making a make a strong presence in there. It's like, good Lord, like, where did this come from? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But, yeah, keep it away from my kids. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't think he's homosexual if i had a guess i don't care anyway but he, bro if you are gay and you're you're getting a lady like that on your arm very and she's also very accomplished she's an avid runner uh she owns a business i believe has three kids it's so good for you that's awesome that's awesome all right uh, i don't know why i have to cover this but i do need to cover this bill burr as a comedian i like bill burr i yeah, think bill burr cool. is a more pg-13 version of george carlin you think so i do george carlin did not pull any punches that dude did nah i think bill burr I guess maybe in terms of cussing, I don't see Bill Burr going to the level of Carla, do you? Because I haven't consumed a lot of Burr's material. Some of it I have. Uh, it seems like he cusses a lot. I, oh, okay. I, mean, I have to go back and watch it. But no, I mean, nobody sure was as savage as Carlin was. Like, no. George did not care. No. Richard Pryor. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of these dudes did not give a damn. Um, and the sad thing is, though, if they were around today, they'd have been like the first ones canceled. Yeah. First ones canceled. Eddie Murphy back in the 80s. Oh, my God. His stand-up was hilarious. Buckwheat on SNL. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't remember that. Um, Bill Burr's wife, for those that don't know, uh, Bill Burr was in the audience when Trump went to the UFC. Dana White walks in with him, Tucker Carlson. I'm going to get to Tucker Carlson. There's a lot of attacks being levied to Tucker Carlson, and I feel justifiably so. And we're going to talk about that. But Bill Burr and his wife, who is black, by the way, is sitting in the audience. And the photo, I'll show it to you. Let me see if I can. It should be in here. Um, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. It's probably a video. Let's see if the video shows it. Um, uh, maybe they're not gonna show it because it's not whatever. Um, Bill Burr's wife under fire for classless act towards Donald Trump at UFC 295. Uh, Rhea Renee Hill, wife of famous comedian Bill Burr, is facing backlash after she seemingly flipped off former President Trump at UFC 295. Although Trump is currently on trial in New York for committing fraud, uh, he decided to have a fun weekend out as he appeared at Madison Square Garden for UFC 295 alongside of Kid Rock and Tucker Carlson. Um... That's literally it. I'll call it on. Okay. Donald Trump was seen entering Madison Square Garden alongside UFC President Dana White. Kid Rock uh, said then he took his ringside seat to watch the main event sitting in front of comedian Bill Burr and his wife of 10 years, Nia Renee Hill. Burr's wife is facing some backlash for seemingly flipping off Trump while at the event. This was caught on camera. Screen grabs uh, videos were shared on social media, uh, which appear to show Hill giving two middle fingers to the direction of Donald Trump. This is it right here. We're pulling up for you. Boom. Do you think she was giving it to him or the camera? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I couldn't tell. I feel like she knew the camera was on her. But at the same time, though, okay, look, I'm not a fan of Trump, but I'm certainly not going to go in like this if he's standing next to me and the entire world is what? That's classless. 
That is class. Bill, what are you doing, bro? Nah. Here, I mean, do your thing. Do whatever makes you happy. Do I? But of course, now MAGA on Twitter. Get on Twitter, folks. Because now MAGA, we should cancel Bill Burr for the actions of his wife because we're just offended. Blah, blah, blah. Bro, your guy has called Ron a pedophile, desanctimonious. Stop with the pearl clutching, the virtue signaling. You are no better. You are no better. So don't even sit there and pretend like your candidate has like no blood on his hands. He most certainly does. I hate the hypocrisy there, though. It's like, oh. <gasps> How dare you give Donald Trump middle fingers? Oh, that's just horrible. That's horrible, I say. And then he calls Ron a pedo and the sanctimonious meatball Ron, all kinds of stuff. I was like, bro, really? Come on. Stop the pearl clutching. Meatball Ron. Meatball Ron. <laughs> yeah, they're they, like uh, Bill Burr, 1968 you, to 2023. But you think Bill Burr gives a damn? You think yeah, he cares? Uh, Bill Burr doesn't care. That, that gets his, his whole shtick is, I don't give a damn. He actually goes yeah. out there. He, he still tells like some funny racist jokes and stuff like that. Cause it's like, you know, in this day and age, you're so afraid of being canceled that he at least still sticks to his, to his guns on that one. So I can respect it. So good for him anyway. Yeah. I don't care. I yeah. Don't care and if you're a Trump voter in the so. chat, more than welcome to come in here. I don't care. You vote DeSantis. Uh, just don't vote Hillary. Like, if you're a Hillary voting, yeah, nah, I'm kidding. Um, but honestly, I feel like a lot of these things are made a big deal and they're really not a big deal. Like, half the dudes in the crowd are probably, like, booing him or flipping him off or who knows. It's starting to get, like, that pitchfork mentality. It like, is. Where oh, bro, it's always been that Who way. are we going after next? <laughs> May we burn, huh? That's <laughs> what it feels like yeah, half the time. Okay, calm down. It's right. like, is I this just really... I lower gas prices. Okay? <laughs> I want the economy back. <laughs> yeah, I want the economy. Just relax. I don't know. Relax but I saw everybody. this all over Twitter and the MAGA clown show. Now, look, let me first clarify to the new viewers. I don't hate Trump voters. I hate cultists. And there's DeSantis cultists, there are Trump cultists, there are people that when the thing when I say cultists is someone that will not come to you with a good faith argument rooted in actual logic and facts. And I think that's what's, that's what, when you have two people that can come together and debate those issues and actually, you know, bring them to the present and say, look, this is true and this is true, let's debate the issue versus people making up just bullshit or excuse me, bull crap out there. It's like, look, you know, you can't debate this. You cannot debate a bad faith argument. It's just like now you're lying and you clearly know it, but I respect people that do that. The people that lie and manipulate and just the ad hom right off the bat, it's like, dude, I, I don't take you seriously. Yeah. I don't think anybody should because in order to achieve truth, which should be the goal of every single American out there, in order to achieve truth, we must come with facts and logic. And if we cannot, it's a clown show. It is a clown show. And the thing that sucks is that's what most people are drawn to. They love the back and forth. They love the theatrical performances, the performative political performances that we see on the debate stage and the Twitter world. It's like, bro, why can't we just focus on policy? I just want to focus on policy yeah, because that's, that's what matters. Yeah. I don't care if DeSantis wears six inch lifts in his boots. I, I don't care. Donald Trump looks like he freaking uses, you know, darkening tanner for face paint or like for face wash. I don't care. What are the policies? But we get so bogged down in the cosmetic you know, idiosyncrasies, if you will. It's like, what's the point? What's the point in this? Whatever. Bill Burr does this. Why? Oh, we're going to cancel. Him. Shut up. Bill Burr doesn't care uh, about you. I'm like, well, I mean, people do have the F Joe Biden. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, so, Joe Biden. Yeah. Or yeah. I yeah. Mean, so I still, I don't care. I so, still I mean, see Beto O'Rourke stickers on cars on the freeway here in Texas. And I'm I, like, I've you stupid. Up, I've got to see what they look like. <laughs> as soon as I see that, bet, I'm like, oh what do my you God. expect them to look like? Like, they stupid, always look right? the same. Stupid? Uh, stupid, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, you yep. look like you don't even have two IQ points to rub together, start a fire. Like yep. You look bad. Wearing like. a mask. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> Wearing a mask in the car, absolutely. Going to that government job. Oh, my God. Black Lives Matter 
is back in the news for endorsing Trump. Okay. Here's the thing. I'm not going to fault Trump on this one because you have no control over who endorses you or whom rather. None. Trump is endorsed by the KKK. And I used to be a Trump supporter and I will still hold true to that same principle. Trump did not favor the KKK. He didn't say, oh, look at this. We have many fine people in the KKK. He never said that. So, you know, if somebody, and I see this point all the time on both camps, on Twitter, it gets and more so on MAGA, I will say. But it's just like, you know, well, Ron DeSantis was endured by Jeb Bush. It's like, he actually wasn't. They were in a picture together. He was a prior governor of Florida. They took a picture at the inauguration. Like, oh, my God. Well, Trump took pictures with freaking Epstein. Do we go by that same frame of logic? Because you're going to lose on that one. But that's what we do now. It's like guilt by association. It's like, all right, if we're going to play that game. But anyway, Black Lives Matter leader endorses Donald Trump. Now, forget Trump for a second. I think this is more of an admission in a very weird or roundabout way of how bad things are on the left. When the grifter extraordinaire group that loves them some black folk is like, black folk can do no wrong over here. We love us some black minorities. Why? Because we can manipulate them like pawns, keep them poor, keep them like poorly educated in inner cities for lack of funding. And what do they do? They're going to keep coming back like a drug dealer. It's like, hey, we're going to give you more money. I'm, let me be clear. If you like your health care, you can keep it. We're going to fund your health care. And what do they do? They keep voting in the same crap and you keep staying in poverty. These people are lying to you. But now, do you think... This is an awakening for black voters on the left that if the head, one of the heads of the BLM comes out and endorses a Republican, let's just call him Democrat light. That's what Trump is. I know you don't feel that way, but well, let's just, we'll say, we'll say for Republican. I, yeah. I would say he's more like the Clinton Democrats. Yeah. Yeah. But when the BLM guy comes out there and says, I'm voting Donald Trump, how bad do things have to be in the DNC for Terrible. them to switch I mean, parties? Awful. It's, I mean, Rock bottom. Think so? Oh, yeah. I mean, the anti-Semitism is through the roof. And if nobody likes being poor, nobody likes it. Nobody has to, nobody likes paying extra for their gas or their energy or their groceries. I mean, you're poorer now than you were when Trump was in office. I mean, that's not even debatable. It's not. That is true. That is true. But uh, BLM, decentralized, uh, this is also the same group and organization that grifted millions, like over 90-something million Crazy. dollars, bought $6 million, like multiple $6 million mansions to create black content in L.A. because that's what we need for equity. That's what we need for equality. We need to buy ourselves million-dollar mansions so black TikTok creators can create black content for black people at your expense. Congratulations. We just beat racism. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. It never does. It never does. Jack Sobasek, unblock me, you coward. Anyway, moving on. He blocked me. He shouted me out, and he said, the DeSantis talking points have gone out. And he li- and let me let me read you this tweet, folks. Let me read you this tweet. And I, He's this, like, what do you think about this, John? Yeah. Douchebag. Douchebag. <laughs> you never going to get me. He's like the greased-up deaf guy from Family Guy. You yeah. wasting your time. <laughs> um, let me read what I wrote about uh, Tucker Carlson. Now, look. I, I don't know. I just feel like Tucker isn't really on the up and up on this one. He said that he is not good at political picks. He himself has said this. Um, but I, you know, people were talking about Trump and Tucker being there at the UFC fight. And people were kind of like, you know, what does that mean? It's like, dude, Tucker's on Trump's side. That That's who he's going to be loyal to. But um, this is what I wrote. I said, Tucker Carlson joined Trump at UFC fight, showing he's clearly on his side. This was evident when he gave. Now, again, the only reason I'm posting this is MAGA on Twitter. A lot of Trump supporters on Twitter was like, oh, great. This is what Jack Sobis like. The DeSantis talking points went out. Well, Jack, if I'm a paid DeSantis shill, you do know there are ways of looking that up. 
and seeing how I'm being paid and by whom. If I see filings, if I see filings, it's there. You can go look it up. I'm not on that list. I'm not. There are some of us that are just principled. We just, we believe in the way we believe. Joss believes differently than me. It's Josh, dude, if you are paid by Trump, you better share. You better freaking share. I'm just saying. Uh, I keep it to myself. <laughs> I get it's a buck on five pull a day. Up a <laughs> you, pull, you pull up in a Ferrari, they'll be so pissed. I'm going to call DeSantis and say, hey, bro, okay, come on now. It's time I to fork it over. side hustle. <laughs> Josh and I are starting a political OnlyFans. I keep seeing these things on my Instagram. It's going to be pictures of like taxpayers get getting screwed by the IRS. That's all it's going to be. <laughs> um. So Jack retweeted me, but he took a screenshot of the post I'm about to read to you and said the DeSantis talking points have gone out because now they're attacking Tucker. Look, Tucker really made his stance known when during the first debate, he did that interview with Trump. And everybody, maybe the second, I forget which one it was. And uh, he does his interview with Trump. And everybody's like, well, I'm going to watch Trump over the debates. Why? Because Trump knows what he's doing. He's going to try and pull attention away from that. Sure. I think he's losing it, though. I think more people are watching the debates now because they're tired of Trump, especially after the interview because... Tucker lobbed him softball questions. I watched the interview and I, I you know, and this is why I, I talk about good faith. I don't feel like that was a hard hitting interview. I don't feel like anything was discussed. I wouldn't fresh. be surprised now if Tucker was going to be his uh, VP. Yeah. They're predicting. That I don't would, want Tucker as a VP. I, I don't want him as a VP. What he even, he himself even said, he is no political analysis. He is not good. He said all of his picks were wrong. Not that that really makes any relevance, really. I mean, to be honest, it doesn't. But it's like, I don't know. You know, I feel like sometimes we want to pick people that are celebrities just because they're celebrities. Like, But the, are they good at this? And for my thing, is like, but what's his history? We don't know his voting history. He has Tucker. none. Yeah. I think he was a Democrat. For, was I he? Because he was on MSNBC. He was on CNN. Yeah, he he bounced on, around in that area for a while. But I mean, you can't really deny his 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 takes on things lately that aren't it's not spot on. Like not yeah. being able to talk about because COVID, he was not news. being able to talk about you know yeah. all these boogeyman topics. He went hard on COVID. I respect hard the hell out of him for that. Hard on yeah. the election, all that stuff. Yeah. So, but when it comes to politics, though, yeah, his takes have been not really good. But I posted this. I said, Tucker Carlson joined Trump at UFC fight, showing us clearly on his side. This was evident when he gave Trump his interview during the previous debates. He lobbed him softball question after softball question and didn't stick him with anything serious. Tucker was once someone I could respect for journalistic integrity. But when you go along with intentionally trying to draw focus on yourself, attempt to prevent people from watching the debates, it tells me you're in bed with the same man you're interviewing. MAGA grifters come in all shapes and sizes. When the money dries up, I'm talking about uh, Sobasek on this one. Uh, it comes in all shapes and sizes. When the money dries up, they'll shift to a different or a different direction. Kirk and the rest of Toronto Turning Point USA will do the same. Uh, once the era of Trump is over, the paychecks end and all that, and so does their loyalty. They've all sold out to the truth to a man that locked down the country and destroyed hundreds of thousands of businesses, their traders through and through. Jack retweeted that. If I'm getting paid by DeSantis to tweet that, I'm still waiting for my paycheck to come through. But he basically accused me of being a DeSantis shell or a DeSantis influence. So the DeSantis talking points have gone out. I don't think anybody can really deny that those interview, that interview with Tucker Carlson, that was softball. That was not hard hitting. I saw CNN doing a much better job at interviewing Trump than I saw Tucker Carlson. So you're telling me you want me to respect you as a journalist, but then you sit down with the ex-president and there are so many pressing issues. You didn't bring up COVID. You didn't bring up lockdowns. You didn't bring up any of the things that I feel like a lot of American voters want to hear Trump address, but he will not attend the debates because he knows it's going to get brought to the front, forefront. And also the media is complicit. 
MS Embassy did not bring up COVID questions during that last one because they're guilty. Oh, they yeah. published and pushed the same crap. So they're not going to be like, hey, guys, next debate question. Huh? We screwed up. <laughs> what do you think about the COVID misinformation that we peddled? That's Meanwhile, why, uh, Vivek got him on the Russian collusion. They, yeah, that, that was a smart thing to do to call out the media, the same media that was interviewing yeah. that had spread all all the disinformation they were accusing everybody else of spreading. Vivek, uh, the thing I hate about Vivek though is he doesn't he speaks the language of the people. He does, so, yeah, you but then he flip flops the like three minutes later, three Twitter days yeah. later, and then he's you know before it was like Israel needs to blah blah. blah. They just like I want to see Israel putting head on pikes. Like, dude, would you make up your mind? Like within a span of seventy two hours. Like, you are just worse than half of these politicians. You're just back and forth. It's like, make up your mind and stand on principle. And if people don't, don't like you for it, so be it. Like, I've told people, like, I don't support Donald Trump. If you don't want to watch the channel, that's fine. Like, just be true to yourself. Because when you sit there and you, you pose as a charlatan, when you come off as just half-assed in either way, nobody's going to take you seriously. And the thing is, I kind of want to take him seriously, but I can't. I just can't. I've seen him flip-flop so much. So big- much. Yeah, we'll see what he know. does. I mean, I, I think he's a he's a real wrench in the campaigns of DeSantis for sure, and especially Nikki Haley. I would say yes to that, but he doesn't attack DeSantis. He attacks Haley. That's the I, thing know, that I don't get. Like he is a Trump. He's a I Trump think he, fan club. He's very through. clever in how he how he does it. So mm-hmm. he makes it out to be like, well, DeSantis is a good guy. He's done good things in Florida. He's a good governor. Yeah, but he doesn't have what it takes to be the president just because you see him, you get up there, he's very awkward and you have to be able to articulate your points, your yeah. visions for America clearly to the American public. Which you can and easily like, flip he, that on Vivek to where he, it's like, okay, fair, let's go well, by your logic. I mean, you're articulate, but you've him. got no voting record. You've got right. no history. You flip so, flop. DeSantis might be a little awkward, but look at his policies. They're I'm good. Just telling you what, no, like, I know, I know, I know. So, I'm just saying if I was debating Vivek, Vivek is going on Laura Loomer and he said, we don't turn down interviews here. Vivek, you are more than welcome to come on this show. Oh, yeah. I would love to do an interview. It's not going to be a gotcha moment. I legit want to know your stances and why you flip-flop so much. No, nah, I'm kidding. I, th- anyway. I mean, but then he goes very hard on Nikki Haley yeah. just as uh, Dick Cheney and Heel. That's why he was like <laughs> Dick Cheney and three and Shields. And she's People like, said that was a shot at the Santas. I didn't pick that up, though, because he well, said Heels. He, if yeah, you would have said like, Flats. Yeah. You know, she's up here. Dude, one of them's up here in three inch heels or something like that. And then he yeah. also, re- he's like, oh, well, there's two up here on stage in heels yeah. referencing, obviously, DeSantis. And after watching the Bet David interview with him, he was yeah. like, they're just regular boots. Oh, have they said that? <laughs> no, uh, DeSantis said that. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. Even Trump went after his, he, he, he tried doing an impression. It was like, bro, that missed the mark. Because normally Trump can be funny. He can. He, he's when he clever, makes, yeah. He is. But on that one, I watched it because it was trending on Twitter. And I was just kind of like, not very funny. You can, you can do better, better interviews or better impressions, rather. Um, yeah. He did this one of uh, he was talking about Joe Biden's golf game. Oh, dude, it's so funny. I'll have to find him. Does Joe more. Biden even golf anymore? I swear it, to God, it's like weekend at Bernie's his, in the yeah. White House. That dude's already dead. Kamala's like, sitting there with like this prop behind him. I was like, what do you think, Joe? Trump was so offended by the fact that Biden came out was like he was a five or six handicap. He was like, <laughs> he was like, That's a good golfer. <laughs> Well, you're a golf fanatic, too. You like golf. Yeah, I love golf. I wouldn't know the language. So if he said something like that, I'd be like, just Yeah, it's like just his reaction to Joe Biden claiming to be like a five or six handicap was just hilarious. Because like, I think that's the biggest lie of all. (laughs) You should have challenged him like a golf father. Like, all right, put your money where your mouth is, old man. See if you can even hold a club. Well, yeah, I think Uh, Trump is, I think he's just naturally funny. He is. I I will give him that. He is. 
DeSantis, like I said, though, he he just he does come off a little awkward. But like I said, though, I like his policy. I like what he does. Yeah, I, I, the DeSantis I like seeing, it wouldn't bother me. When I see DeSantis pissed off with the press, that's when you see the real him come out. And I like that. But I do like the idea that you can you can rein it back. You can be professional. You can be cordial. But then when it comes time to flip that switch, you go all in. And I saw him doing that during COVID. When he fought the press, I was like, dude, good for you. Good for you for not sitting down and taking that. That's how it should be. And I, I respected the hell out of that. But like I said, sometimes Dan's, he's, he's trying to come off polished. I get it. I understand it. But I do like the fact that during these debates, he's focused on policy. But I would advise, stop with the, uh, I'm going to, the first thing I'm going to do is take Biden stuff and I'm going to throw it in the trash. It's like, stop. Ugh. Just stop that. That and that now. And I'm just, and I'm being picky on this one. I know people are not going to lie, but I'm just, I'm just trying to tell you, don't try and polish this dude up. Leave him in his natural habitat. He's good. This guy is good. Leave him alone. But when he does stuff like that, it's just like, oh, it's kind of cringe. A little cringe. Yeah, it's a little, a little cringe. cringe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, do, I do like what Vivek does. But again, when it comes to the debates, though, nobody beats DeSantis on policy. Nobody. Because yeah, I, I saw yeah. Nikki again <laughs> trying to, like, she's, she's like, like, I'll just blow him out of the water. We're going to frack the Everglades. And DeSantis is like, you can't frack the Everglades, Nikki. What are you talking about? It's like, there you go. So when he debates Newsom, Newsom, I really think, is going to lose because he's got, he's got the COVID facts. He's got everything in Florida's policies. He's turned Florida bright red. Yeah. And so, like, when you come at him every single time, if I was, it wouldn't matter which, which team I was on. If I was their strategist, like, do not. Go in and attack DeSantis on Florida. You stay away from that because he's got you on facts on. You cannot refute that. When you try him back into a quarter, and again, like Nikki Haley, again, after the debates, it talked about, uh, you know, the Nike uh, spoof where it has like Colin Kaepernick, like, just do it. It was Nikki Haley, frack the Everglades. It's like, we're not fracking the Everglades. What are you talking about, Nikki? And by the way, just frack DeSantis it. didn't ban it. It was the state legislator that banned it. It wasn't him. Yeah. It said, it's called democracy, Nikki. You should probably represent it. That's what the state wanted. It's protecting the Everglades. Ah, uh, you'd know that. And Nikki Haley, again, was the same person that said, hey, Disney, I see that you're being fought for your Marxist LGBTQ agenda. Come on over here. We'll take you. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? Are you kidding me? Like, you're siding with Disney. This is a fight for the, 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 the souls of our children, and you're putting politics over this? You're kidding me with this. Like, you're kidding me. Disney has paid actors in there, men dressed as women with makeup and mustaches and beards, and you're okay with this? Ah, yeah, because, you know, we disagree politically. Let's let's bring in the kitty groomers. Absolutely. It makes no sense to me. None. I'm not the sharpest tool in the chandelier anyway, so what the hell do I know? All right, let's move on. Folks, before we can continue on, uh, hey, if you're enjoying the show, don't forget this episode is brought to you by ShellShockCBD.com. Now, what is that? That's Josh and mine's program. That's our business. We started this back in 2019. Yes, we even were open during the lockdowns because why? Screw the government. The government should have no say on what we do as far as when it comes to well, anything realistically, to be honest with you. Shell Shock, we've got Delta 8, we've got Delta 9, you name it, we've got it. Shell Shock CBD, again, been in business 2019. The the nation's largest veteran-owned CBD company. And again, health, wellness. We've got ashwagandha berry gummies. We've got apple cider vinegar gummies. They actually taste really good. We've got elderberry. You want it. We got it. We've got mushrooms. We got not those kind of mushrooms. I wish we had those kind of those kinds of mushrooms are awesome. But no, we've got Delta 8, Delta 9 to get you stoned, completely legal. You can check it out. It does contain THC. You will fail a drug test. Don't do it. And it is amazing. It is incredible. Conservatives that are advocating for THC say, what? No, now new viewers don't even know how to take us now. They're like, wait, what? We're, we're, I, would, I would classify us as more like conservatarians. Really cool. <laughs> we're really cool. <laughs> yeah. 
That's what cool people say. We are really cool, man. Shellshockcbd.com. And by the way, did you know that we are doing a giveaway? We're doing a total of $1,000. You can sign up right here. Just go to this link. And you can sign up, enter your email, and that's it. And then come Black Friday, we're letting somebody know, one of these email subscribers, that you won. And you get $500 worth of free product. And if you purchase on Black Friday, you're also entered to win another $500 worth of free product. We are your local resident drug dealers. That's just pretty much what we do. Yeah. So go check it out. Shellshockcbd.com. Again, um, can't wait. Ordered the Sleepy Kind Gam Fest. Uh, Bro, let me know if these don't work for you. Every single one of our products comes with a 100% money-back guarantee. 100% money-back guarantee. If it doesn't work, we are one of the very few CBD companies out there that offers it. Ours is 100% pure, unadulterated, uncut, refined, Colombian Bam Bam CBD. No, I'm just kidding. It doesn't even work that way. But still, it's everything's made right here in America. We are an American company. We do love our First Amendment, our Second Amendment, our Constitution. We stand for freedom, life, liberty, the pursuit of uh, getting high, if you want. So... <laughs> Do what you want. Let's get back to the news. Israel says we delivered fuel to Shifa Hospital. Hamas won't let them have it. And the entire world went, you don't say. For those that don't know, I don't know where you stand on this whole Israel-Hamas thing. I support Israel. Do what you want to do. Um, I really don't care. You know, you have every right to self-defense. You know, the fact that people sit there and say that you shouldn't is just beyond me. But we all knew that Hamas is going to take these propaganda sound bites and they're going to do everything they can to monopolize on this and to stand on this. They knew that once the IDF surrounded that hospital, which at the base is where the Hamas HQ is, and they do this intentionally, they do this intentionally, Hamas is going to hold those people hostage. They're not going to let these, these people out. Why? They want them dead. Hamas knows every single time they put a civilian in the crosshairs and they get them killed at the hands of Hamas, that's another propaganda victory they can use to turn more people against Israel. This is what they're fighting over there. I fought these people for four and a half years, folks. I can tell you from firsthand experience, this is what they do. They are propaganda master manipulators. And you know, for a people that sit there and they stand on so much like, oh, no, 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 the AK is blowing them up in the air. Like I have never seen people cry and be so disingenuous, so full of lies and deceit as them. Taliban, ISIS, Hamas, Hezbollah, Republican Guard. Remember Baghdad Bob? How many of you remember the Iraq invasion? Baghdad Bob literally gets out there. Well, we're pushing in to invade. It's like, oh, the U.S. forces. Oh, shit. The U.S.'s forces aren't here. Oh, God. Like, these people just lie. Lie, 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 lie. And it's funny to me. And people still buy it up. Hook, line, and sinker. To this day, everything you see on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, when it comes from Hamas, you can clearly tell because there is so much stage stuff. There's literally videos going around of them laying people down in these cots, like covering them in blood. And you see the video crew, like it is so much propaganda. And it's not, don't even sit there and think it's just Hamas. Almost every side does this. So it's really difficult to say what's truth and what's not. You cannot believe anything you see anymore. Even watching the, um, uh, Elon Joe Rogan interview that he just recently did. It was a little clip on Twitter. I was like, is this AI? I can't tell because it was kind of grainy. It was kind of pixelated. But I was like, is this AI? I could. And Elon Musk kind of looks like a mannequin. A little bit, yeah. He does. Doesn't he normally though? I know. He, I know. We'll he doesn't look real. <laughs> I don't know. The Tel Aviv Israel, uh, the Israel Defense Forces IDF says it delivered 300 liters of fuel to a collection point near the Shifa Hospital at Gaza City, but that Hamas will not allow hospital staff to retrieve the fuel, which is apparently necessary for the hospital. And again, all the pro Hamas accounts out there 
Every single anti-Semite, every single Hamas supporter that claims to be, oh, it's for Palestine. No, you're for Hamas. Don't lie. You're going to sit there and say, oh, well, it's going to be interesting to see how they spin this. Israel's like, well, it's a trap. Israel's just good. And they're going to snipe when they try and get the fuel. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly what they're going to do. Because I guarantee you, Hamas has got cameras watching and they're hoping. They would be hoping Israel would do something like that. Israel's not going to do that. The way Israel has fought this war so far it's the right way to fight it. You got to soften these military targets with indirect fire and you put your ground game in there. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're driving them back. But now again, there were talks of Israel going in there and saying like, once this is over, we're going to essentially govern Gaza. It's like, you should. They're going to annex it. You're going to have to. Yeah. Because again, if you open those floodgates, Hamas is going to come pouring right back in. Yeah. Right back in. You cannot let them do that. That's just the way it is. And again, and for people that don't know, uh, there were Muslims that are allowed to live in Israel, but Jews don't live in Palestine. There's a reasoning for that. They don't like you. Case in point, the protests around the world, they don't like you. A lot of Muslims don't. All right, moving on. Uh, Capitol Rider plans 2024 run as libertarian candidate in Arizona's 8th district. <laughs> oh, my God. This is why the LP is never taken seriously. Really? Like, the Libertarian Party said, yes, this is a good idea. The QAnon shaman. The shaman, The yeah. shaman, the felon, the guy that goes in there and stands behind the thing. Oh, God bless you guys. I've seen this guy on Twitter. He's an idiot. He's an idiot. Well, I... He's and you're going to run for the Yeah, he's got what it takes to be in government then. And this guy is also, like, anti-Israel, I think. I, I watched he? on his Twitter, and it's just like, he was talking about, like, oh, we're being lied to. We're being lied to. The same Jake Shields anti-Semitic talking points over and over and over again. And you said, like, bro, what are you smoking? Like, let me send you some of our Delta A, because then some of these takes would actually kind of make sense a little bit. But what are you talking about? And, and sure enough, sure enough, LP is kind of like, well, you know, we love taking losses. Let's take some more. What are you talking about? Oh, my God. I mean, you put up Gary Johnson. And then you put up uh, What's-Her-Face. It's for open borders. Gary it, Johnson had a lot of... Uh, he- he had some support there. He did, but then he does these interviews and he just comes off like a yeah, grown man he, child. Yes, as soon as he got interviewed, it was like, oh, uh, okay. like Because what right. a lot of people don't realize, when I look at some of these presidential candidates, it's like, okay, could I see you negotiating on the international stage representing America and be taken seriously? Gary Johnson, absolutely no. No way in hell. Vivek Ramaswamy, no way in hell. Nikki Haley, actually, yeah. I do see her being taken seriously. Do you think so? I actually do. Nikki, I, I don't support her. I don't agree with neocon Nikki, but I do think Nikki does present a good enough, tough enough exterior that she could present of like, you know, don't screw with America. We will bomb the hell out of you. I think she is what Hillary Clinton strove to be like because nobody takes Hillary seriously. You just can't. But Nikki Haley, uh, you know, she is, she's George Bush 2.0. She really is. And she's kind of like, like, I will bomb you. I will invade your country and we will set up bases all around there. And then we're going to turn your areas into like PX and coffee shops for our troops. I can see her doing that. I don't know. Um, I guess you're right. Chris Christie. Yeah, he does come on. I mean, he's New Jersey, man. He's New Jersey through and through. Yeah, you don't screw with those guys. You think so? Yeah, I, I do. Don't, I don't think he goes in there and. Man, you don't think so? Nah, I, I don't think he. The fact that anybody. Chris Christie can do that to Trump and to other people. I think he could on the international. I, I do. I, I don't know. I just don't see it. Well, okay. I don't see Christie doing that. I, they just, I just don't see I it. I certainly Sorry. didn't see Tim Scott doing it. Tim? No. 
So let me tell you something, Putin. The way that we're going to set up this yeah. economic strategy. I would be interested to see how Vivek Ramaswamy would stand up against that kind of a situation. I just, I feel like Vivek does not have the real world world experience. I feel like he's just this young guy that's new to the scene. He doesn't have anything that really proves a track record. I don't know. Vivek to me, like he even made a tweet about, um, do you think he should start as like, uh, I don't know. Yes. Local government. Yes. Start local, start in Congress. If you need to get, get a voting record, let people see where you actually physically stand rather than the votes. Excuse me. Right. But he made a tweet, uh, either yesterday or today and people were eating this up, but he talked about like, you know, day one, I'm going to fire 50% of the federal government. And the way that we prevent ourselves from being discriminated against in a lawsuit is that we're going to take the last four of your social security number. If it ends at evens, you're fired at odds, you're not. And I'm kind of like, dude, what? All, all you, and this is, this is what people just don't get how the government works. All you've done is shrank the federal government. Great. But now you just took the majority that make decisions and you gave more power to the minority. The decision-making doesn't change. We are still on the hook for so much money. Was that a serious comment? Yes, it was a serious tweet. And, you know, but people eat this up. Yes, shrink the federal government. But you're like, wait a minute. He, he has not addressed the subsidy programs. He has not addressed so many of these issues. How much money? 8% of the federal budget going to education. Like the, the Department of Education. All these things are just like, you just shifted from a majority of having it to now a minority having the same decision-making power. Because it doesn't go away if you fire 50%, but people eat this up. And they're like, oh, that's a great thing. It's like, ah, I mean, yeah, it's a good start, but let's actually talk about policy. Let's get some policy in there. Nah. Bread and circuses, folks. Bread and circuses. That's what we're going to do. Stay focused on you. Know, don't pay attention to the man behind the counter or the, the curve. Focus on that. But anyway, uh, Rumble, how we doing? We got a lot of first-time viewers today. Glad you're here. Go check us out. You can find this, this episode of uh, the All-American Savage Show on iTunes, Spotify, wherever podcasts are downloaded because we do the live up on Rumble and then we upload the audio uh, to our actual podcast channels. We appreciate y'all tuning in today. Thank you for um, Rumble for actually making good on their word. I didn't know if they would or not, but they did. Um, thank you for that. I greatly appreciate it. Um, uh, JDPM, your boy DeSantis sucks monkey balls. Oh, by the way, the number is 214-817-1689. If you want to call and debate me, you are more than welcome to. 214-817-1689. We're one of the very few shows that we take calls. If you want to debate me on this policy, let's do it. Let's have a discussion. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Say when, mofo. Moving on with the news. Um, in, in likes of, in regards to the anti-Semitism that has split the left, a very interesting change that is going on in the DNC. Progressive Minnesota or Democrat representative Ilhan Omar draws prominent primary challenger. This is a fellow Democrat that is now trying to primary her for her seat due to her anti-Semitism. Again, folks. She does come across as oh, a Oh, bro. Rashida Tlaib and her probably yeah. have like, oh my God. They have like these probably like uh, pictures of Jews hung up and they're like, they're like burning it and like throwing oh, darts yeah. at it. And oh yeah. You know, they're like anti-Semitic as hell. Oh yeah. I mean, this is coming from, you know, Ilhan Omar that said uh, some people did something or it's all about the Benjamins. You know, anti-Semitic tropes. Like, come on, stop playing here. You, we all know that you, you the brother lover extraordinaire, you hate Jewish people. That's what your people do over there. You hate Jews. You hate anyone that's not Muslim. How do I know? I've been there for four and a half years. I've been there. I know you. I know. I know a thing or two because I've been screwed a time or two by you people. <laughs> uh, isn't it so funny how triggered people get in the comments? Like, oh, you don't like, uh, you don't like Trump. You're just, just, just uh. go ahead. Let's, let's take some calls. <laughs> no, you have a different opinion than me. You're just such a bad person. Yeah. Start at the beat. Yellow. 
Hey, Josh, it's not uh, to debate you on some. It's more of a question. What you got? So every time we have an election, it goes back over a century. It's always a rich, po- uh, rich person or some guy that's in politics for all his life. Yeah. Uh, I've been wondering... What if uh, somebody from, like, middle class, never been in politics, maybe had some leadership role in some way or another, whether military or business, uh, what if somebody like that ran? How do you think, how do you think the uh, election pro- uh, process would work for them? You want to take that one? Uh, you know, I think having a small business owner could good, could do a good job. Someone who's managed people or has a, uh, are you about to run for president? Yeah, is this right. you announcing right yeah. here? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I just think what happens is you have these elites and these people who feel like they're the royalty of the country that yeah. uh, are owed these positions. Hillary Clinton thought she was owed the presidency because for some reason she was married to Bill Clinton, who was the president. She got into politics. I just, you know, I think they just look at us like peasants. I agree. You know, I agree. Just the peasant class, and we should just accept the scraps that they throw at us. And that includes the Republicans who have been elected president and or to any office, really, and tell you that they're going to do this and this and this. And once they get in, you know, they just, you know, they throw you crumbs. Yeah. And Bread and circus is to keep you satisfied. For, you know, just normal Americans who just want, you know, low gas prices, uh, secure border. You know, yeah. these aren't outrageous things to ask for. No, not you know, at all. We pay thousands and thousands of dollars in taxes you know we should have a bigger say than we do uh i don't know maybe social media like these new platforms coming up maybe like rumble is a good place to start for people who want a grassroots campaign yeah to to get into these positions but you know i think starting locally is probably the best place to do it and, I, and I making think your name there and just yeah. you know grinding and doing a good job and showing that you're worthy of it I think, like I said, that showing that you're worthy of it. I think a lot of it is though. Let's like, let's not kid ourselves. I think a lot of this revolves around money. Money. It's it's nothing but a popularity contest. Yeah. And then who's going to throw more money behind your campaign? Number one, I would start banning special interest groups. I would start banning lobbyists. Get them out. Like yeah. no, yeah. the government needs to be shrunk to such a degree that the changes the federal government wants to implement are so microscopic. It's got to go back to the states. I think the abortion thing was an amazing job. Again, I'm not for abortion, but I do believe in actual constitutionality of you know saying, hey, it's up to the state. We don't want a big federal government because some a lot of people on the on the anti-abortion train, and I get where they're coming from. I do. I understand. But forget that it's just about abortion right now. What if it's about 2A rights, even though I understand how the two-thirds majority has to be? I get it. I get all of this. But the stance still remains the same. It should be up to the individual states to make those decisions. And when it doesn't go your way, you don't get to sit there and say like Democrats do, well, we need to abandon or we need to abolish the filibuster, abolish the electoral college. The, the premise behind these are to prevent tyranny by the majority. So when they want to abolish these types of things, like you're basically trying to change the rules of the game to favor you. So when you talk about like, who do we want to run? It's already stacked game against you. That's what I hate about it. Good luck. I mean, and I'm being, I'm being sincere here. I don't remember anybody ever from the middle class running for president. Not never. It's always, okay, let's just go back like the last five. Um, you've got, look at the people right now. They're all pretty wealthy. They're all pretty wealthy. I mean, Ron DeSantis, um, what did he do before governorship? He was, he was Congress. I mean, so he was, he was, so, he was yeah. already there. Um, let's just go back to Joe Biden. No, always been rich. Let's go Trump. Always been rich. Uh, let's go to Obama, always been rich. Let's go to Bush, always been rich. Uh, you know, Clinton, other Bush. These are people that don't come from the middle class or even lower class for that matter. So economics I'm talking about. 
So I, I don't know, man. It's a good question. I don't see it happening, though, because, number one, you've got to have the money. And if you don't have the money, you're dead in the water. So do I ever see it happening? Look at Argentina. I, I would say look at Argentina. Look at um, what's-his-face out there running as a libertarian who's actually making big waves. I don't know his background per se, but I know the dude's not rich. But his ideas have just really taken hold in Argentina because he has such a very good grasp on actual, you know, number one, economics, number two, liberty. And Argentina is such a bad way right now economically that they're like, you know what? It's time for a change. It's gotten so bad. I see America going the same way under Biden. It's like, it's gotten so bad. We have got to make a change because we cannot stand this. We cannot take this. Inflation is destroying people. Um, I think Nikki Haley said in the debates, it was like 50% of people living paycheck. No, it's like 63, 64% of people living paycheck to paycheck. It's getting bad. Gas prices keep fluctuating. Costs of goods are still up. Small businesses increase. It's just, it's not happening. I will say that was great under Trump. I'm not going to lie about that. I just wish he wouldn't have shut it down and destroyed hundreds of thousands of businesses with the lockdown. So I hope that answers your question, sir. Yeah. Um, but for uh, the thing I'm most confused about for the money raising is how much gets returned back to the people that donated? How much is kept? How you don't. Much is, like, so like, I asked Austin Peterson the same thing because he ran. Thank you for your call, by the way. He ran in 2016. And I said, Austin, like how much of that money do you get to keep? He's like, you're not supposed to. You're supposed to forward it to whoever it is you're endorsing. Now, some people set up corporations and make donate. There's a whole series of laws that goes behind that, but it does pose to be a very lucrative thing that you can yeah. do when you start running for camp, running for president or in Congress for that matter. So why do you think Beto O'Rourke <laughs> keeps running for different offices? He's blowing through a lot of money on booze yeah. and hitting run fees. He's got to, I mean, what else can you do? <sighs> But it, where you only have to work once every four years. Uh, fake news. Trump never shut anything down. You're right. Fauci and the CDC did. And who did he endorse? He was endorsed by Trump. Don't argue me on this, bro. We all live through the things. And then Trump attacked Kemp for trying to reopen Georgia. He even praised DeSantis the way he did in, in Florida as far as handling COVID. And then St. Andrew Cuomo did better in New York. Stop with your bullshit. Trump shut us down. Stop with this nonsense. Again, he said, I even have the tweet. Do I need to show you the tweet? Where Trump said, they, they have to go through me. I'm the president. And also, let's talk about how the federal government establishes itself by posturing and saying, this is the example we're going to set. He was, he was wrong on that. Wrong on it. So again, if Trump wasn't for the lockdowns, he didn't enforce the lockdowns, why didn't he basically try and rein in Fauci? You can hate me. It's just funny how people memory hold this stuff all of a sudden. And this is where people are like, I don't like you. Unfollow. You're, you're a page shield. You're a rhino. You're a liberal. You're a Democrat. Eh, whatever. Who cares? Um, fed up migrants. You got to love this. This is hilarious. Fed up migrants who trekked thousands of miles to U.S. already heading home. <laughs> the American dream doesn't exist. <laughs> That's what they're saying. Well, you came here during inflation. So, I mean, you didn't really give us a fair shot. And also, you're illegal. So get the hell out. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to tell you. Um, so Venezuelan migrants who trek thousands of miles to the U.S. in search of a better life are so disheartened, they say they're already heading back home. Michael Castellan, uh, 39, told the Chicago Tribune. It's how bad it's gotten. It's how bad. Even, even illegal even immigrants. Even from a shithole country <laughs> got to the, the got here. We're like, Venezuela is better this than guy these. It's terrible. <laughs> He's got dementia. <laughs> that's bad, man. That's, that's saying something. That's, that's horrible. When freaking illegal immigrants are like, ah, oh, we're going back across the border. No, not going to happen. Not going to happen. I thought it would be better. I thought it would be, yeah. Um, 
He's, he's had enough after he, his wife, and his teenage stepdaughter spent five months sleeping either in a police precinct or a crowded city shelter in the now brutally cold Windy City. Uh, he's also been unable to secure a job permit or enroll his daughter in a local school, two of the main reasons things they thought would bring a better life in the U.S. Uh, well, uh, I love how this article, this is coming from the New York Post, and it goes either way. Um, fed up migrants who trek thousands of miles already heading home. Um... Why are you calling them migrants? Are they illegals or are they legals? No, they're illegal aliens. They're, so there you go. Why are we calling them migrants? Call them illegal aliens. Illegal migrants at best. So my question is, why should you be allowed to enroll your daughter? We don't know who you are. Yeah. We don't know if you are a felon over there. We don't know anything about you. So why should you get access to the federal money that is provided by taxpayers to get your, your daughter educated on our dime? How is that fair to us? I will argue this to one blue in the face. And a lot of libertarians disagree with me on that. I don't care. That's taxpayer dollars that you are trying to take a part of in a system that you have not paid into whatsoever. Economically, you're trying to take advantage of us. So go back, fix your own country. We've got enough issues to deal with here in America. God knows to including, to include the immigration system. It's screwed up. Uh, this is an article I love about this one and how the phrasing um, Vegas teen beaten to death by a mob of 15 bullies outside of high school after standing up for smaller friend. Have any of you on Rumble seen the video of this? Have you seen the video of this? No, I haven't. It's very interesting why they phrased it. Why they phrased it in this capacity. 15 bullies, okay? Let me keep reading for you, folks. If you haven't seen this video, you should. A Las Vegas teen has died after he was beatily uh, beaten by a group of bullies for coming to the defense of a smaller friend who was thrown into a trash can. The student's grieving dad said, Jonathan Lewis, a 17-year-old student at Rancho High School, died last Tuesday, less than two weeks after he was savagely beaten by a mob of 15 kids. His father, also named Jonathan Lewis, confirmed... One of his smaller friends had something stolen by this group of 15. And they threw the small boy in the trash can and our son confronted them and he was attacked according to a GoFundMe page set up by his family. Alarming footage from the November 1st attack only blocks from Lewis High School uh, shows the teen confronting one of the alleged bullies before throwing a punch. Seconds later, the mob of violent kids swarmed Lewis and began hitting and kicking the, numbered he, uh, the outnumbered teen repeatedly in the head as he lay defenseless on the ground. Okay, he's standing up for the kid that gets thrown in the trash can. This is him. And there's the video. What isn't the press talking about here? What, 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 uh, what are we missing? A little context, right? Because this, this is the MSM, right? This is the press. Where's Cory Bush? Where's the mostly peaceful? Oh, that's right. They're Because the two kids, one of them, the one that was beat to death, he's white. And the bullies, they're all black. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We can't talk about that, folks. We can't. We can't so please tell me what distinguishes this as not being a hate crime. I'm just curious. I'm just curious on this one. Where's the outrage? Where's the marches? Black Lives Matter. If you are so fascinated with your community of black people in America... Why are you not calling out this? Why are you not calling out this behavior? It's disgusting. You just beat a white 17-year-old to death for standing up for this group of 15 black thugs for throwing a kid in a trash can. 
Where's the outrage? This stuff disgusts me. You you breathe at a black person wrong and the MSM picks up on it. Hate crime, racism, I'm right. You, you just start, you start burning down black businesses because that just makes all the sense in the world. 15 black kids beat a white kid to death for standing up for a smaller kid and zero. Zero. Nothing. No outrage. Very little press, might I add. Almost, Silence. Almost none. Almost none. I didn't, Silence. I didn't hear about it until you just oh, brought yeah. it up. 15 high schoolers killed this kid. All black. The kid was white. You kid me with this. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. But again, you got to love the favoritism here. You got to love the favoritism. Last, most certainly not least, article of the day. And just when you think you couldn't hate her anymore, she just... She goes and does it again. Megan Rapino, the lesbian soccer player who sucks at soccer, and they got beat by a high school team of boys soccer, um, says injuring during the championship game, she just played her last game, she got an injury in it, couldn't finish, is proof that God doesn't exist. Okay. Like. U.S. soccer star Megan Rapino did her best to laugh off an injury she suffered. She suffered in the final match of her career on Saturday. Rapino went down in the six minutes as O.L. Reign lost to Gotham FC in the National Women's Soccer League Championship on Saturday night. Rapino said she believed she tore her Achilles. Couldn't have happened to a more deserving person. In the post-match press conference, Rapino said she was going to get the Aaron Rodgers treatment to try and recover from the injury. She said she reached out to him or whoever did his surgery. She said, I'm not a religious person or anything, and if there was a God, like, this is proof that there isn't, Rapino said. This is effed up. It's just effed up six minutes in, and I eat my Achilles. Rapino tried to make a play on defense, and she went down. Uh, Megan, hey. Maybe, you know, it's all about perspective. You know, our life revolves around how we see things. The lenses that we view people in or events through, we have to sometimes take pause, take the lenses off clean and make sure we're looking through them clearly. So maybe you should take into consideration is not so much as the fact that God doesn't exist. Maybe it's because maybe God just doesn't like you. You ever considered that? She is very unlikable. The rest of the world doesn't, much less America. Maybe God just doesn't like you. I don't know. That's just me. I mean, am I wrong on that one? I think you know about it. I feel, I feel like a lot of people just don't like her. You're just a very... She's, she reminds me of, like, the Captain Marvel lady. Like, you said, I do all my own guy. stunts because I'm not, like... Uh, it's like, uh, wow, cool. Good for you. Nobody likes you. And the newest Marvel movies bombed. Saw that. Oh, uh, yeah. It's it's all over the news. Like, yeah, this is the this is the lowest grossing MCU movie to date. And it's like, um, okay, what are the independent variables here? Do we really, do we really got to... Huh. <laughs> do, we, do we really got to say it? Did you watch the first one? No, I don't like her. I don't think she's a great actress. They lost me after the Avengers one. There's so many of them now where uh, the one where Tony Stark dies, but it shows this clip where it's all the female characters and they come out with one hero pose. I'm just like, this isn't realistic because half the time you'd be arguing about where to eat. Like, stop. This is not realistic whatsoever. But people sit there and it's like, look at this female empowerment. Oh, it's all the females in one shot. And all the dudes are just like, you know, we're getting our asses kicked over here. You want to come help? Please, you know, stop doing this. It's nonsense. But when the woke nonsense, like, interjects itself in the movie, I lose interest because it's not even fun anymore. 
And it's not that I'm sitting there saying like it has to be all men. No, there are some great superhero female people out there. I think Gal Gadot did a pretty good job as Wonder Woman. Yeah, I thought um, the first Wonder Woman, I thought it was really good. The 1984 was horrible. I didn't, it was so I could, bad. Mm, couldn't even do it. it so, like, couldn't it just, even do it. Like, how can we destroy it? <laughs> how can we take something we've invested a lot of money into and just throw it in the trash? And it's like, man, you did it. You really did it. Throw it right in the trash. Throw it right in the trash. All right, folks. That ends it today. We appreciate you tuning in. Uh, thanks for being here. Again, make sure you hit that like button. You hit the follow. And if you could, share the stream. It goes a long way. Uh, we are most certainly not the most professional podcast out here. But damn it, we try our best. So you should check us out. Uh, you can check us out on uh, shellshockcbd.com. That is our company. We appreciate you so much for checking uh, out the website. And again, we don't have producers. Josh and I just do this. We pick articles for the day. We come in here. We sit around. We talk about it. You know, we kiss, we schmooze, we carry on. It's a good time. But uh, yeah, it's, you know, we have our differing opinions and we always invite people to call in. You want to debate? You are more than welcome to debate. We always don't mind sharing our opinions and thoughts. Um, yeah. So outside of that, again, make sure you hit the like button, hit the follow button. We greatly appreciate it. And tell your friends about the All-American Savage Show podcast. I'm John Burke. You I think that I'm a man? Uh, you guys have a great day. And as always, if the anti-Semites could stop hating Jews, that would be great. Have a great day and stay savage, America.